0: following podcasts may contain some adult language. You've been warned.
1: the genesis rpg podcast this is a show dedicated to the genesis role-playing system created by fantasy flight games and produced by edge studios a show in which we your host discuss all things genesis from both the players and a gm's perspective i am tony fanning and with me as always are my good friends and co-hosts chris holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. and Stefan, you are out in the deep woods of canada on location how you doing buddy
2: Yes,
3: I am on location, uh, risking my very life amongst the wilderness. <laughs> the wild moose and, uh, and beavers <laughs> and other stuff can could could ravage me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I would hate to be ravaged by a beaver,
3: <laughs> or even or even worse, one of those you know big strapping lumberjacks. <laughs> Hey, well, that, is, that works all night, and you know, part drinks all you know, <laughs> <laughs> works all day, and one drinks all night. There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I'm doing,
3: but I'm doing good. We're uh, we've got a new puppy, so we're uh, busy all house right. training it, him, Cute. and they're doing well with the uh, the older dog. So mm-hmm. just a few little accidents, but we're doing well. Excellent. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing, Chris?
0: I'm doing good. Yeah, your puppy's cute. My puppy's already an appetizer size for your puppy already. So <laughs>
3: Pretty much.
0: <laughs> I'm doing good. I am recovering from uh, CabinCon 2020, a plague of gaming. That was renamed to Cabin CabinCon 2020, a plague of fumbling. <laughs> because uh, we decided this year to do shots when somebody fumbles, and guess who won? Yes, I did. <laughs> the
3: Probably birthday boy.
0: Brent and I, my buddy Brent, who ran Torg Eternity, which, by the way... Pretty freaking awesome! That was my favorite game we played this weekend. By the way, that was pretty fun. Him and I, we had like four or five, four or five like fumbles on Friday, and I had like eight on Saturday. So, fuck. <laughs>
3: no, Torg is a great. Torque is a great setting. I it's played great. the original version from the nineties. Yep. So,
0: yeah, we we played the Invasion of New York, New York City. I played this uh, little cop, this uh, New York police officer. It was pretty fun. And I ran um I ran um, Legend of the Five Rings for them, so if they're listening to it, young So I was trying to because <laughs> you know I turned 50 a few days ago, and that was my excuse. I can't remember your character's names, so I was as I was looking up on, like you know when you know because they played the beginner box, so they were going through the events, and I had you know the judges talking to them, it was like, Young! Shinjo! so I like paused for a moment and that was cracking them up. We had fun.
1: That's, good. So, that's the important anyways <laughs> all right tony you're cracking up what's up how you doing <laughs> oh i'm just loving every minute of it man i've yeah. been have i've been been working been uh hanging out with the wife a lot um, awesome yeah we've we've had a good couple of weeks here um got, getting ready for a company coming this weekend we got my uh my other stepson coming into town to visit so that'll be fun awesome sauce
2: that is so, good.
1: Uh we are digging into tonight a huge topic, so we should probably get going. We've got a Let's. show title. We are doing episode sixty three, Arts and Embercrafts. Nice. Um like and, the title. Uh, That's
0: great. Arts and Crafts. Arts and Embercrafts. <laughs> well done, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Episode sixty three. Good lord.
1: Yeah. I can't That's wait to get to sixty nine
0: got to it Stefan. we got to <laughs> oh, we got to figure out we got to figure out what that one is and we got to have a special I think it's
1: actually going to be Stefan's actual play oh it or not uh-oh
0: may have to may have to put an extra special adult <laughs> warning in front yes <laughs> if you are easily oh. offended by you know <laughs>
3: Well, if our listeners yeah. aren't used to my kind of humor by now, Bill, well, wow. <laughs> then fuck 'em. them. <laughs> right? You get what you pay for. Exact.
1: It's exactly. <laughs> not a dick in the ass, it's only your ears, okay? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> What'd you say? Huh? It's, What'd you it's say? only? What?
3: It's, <laughs> o- it's only gay if you're if you smile or if you push back.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, oh, wow. <laughs> well then. Woo. <laughs> I was going to say a, something <laughs> else but damn
3: that, you're <laughs> quality the
0: uptake
1: That's great, I love it <laughs>
3: that, that was just a quote directly from our uh, one-eyed Cyclops Jamie so.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I love that guy Alright, let's go and boost the signal
0: Well, hey, welcome to Boosting the Signal, where Stefan shares all the hot and steamy Genesis news, fresh off the wire, or and or reviews a project from the foundry. So, Stefan, you mentioned you're already hot. Now you're hot and bothered. Um, yep. All right. What you got for us?
3: <clears throat> all right. Uh, I was able to uh, peruse. Uh, the foundry on drive through RPG uh, recently and found a few things that just came out. The first thing is called "The Gun Locker" by Lee Ironside. I like that last name, like the actor Michael Ironside. Nice. Um, so he gives us uh, from the android setting over sixty firearms. Their stats all collected in one document.
0: Nice. Very nice.
3: Yeah, so cool. slug throwers, uh, energy pistols, stun guns, whatever you can get, uh, all of that in one one book. Cool for for four ninety nine 99 US.
0: Get and your gun on. Uh, ammo not yeah. included. Is ammo's not nope, included nope. in that, is it, Lee? Well, <laughs> no,
3: uh, ammo's always extra. So, all right, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, our uh. Our recent guest and the, uh, the guy who just keeps pumping out uh, products for uh, <laughs> Realms of Tirannath, Chris Markham, offers us Sands of the Past. Uh, another amazing little product for uh, the al area of uh, the setting, which is a bit like kind of Arabian Nights, uh, Middle Eastern uh, flavored. What, Chris and has another that- product
0: he put out? What? Oh, no, yeah. that's surprising yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Well done, buddy <laughs>
3: Yep, yep, and this one He uh, leaves it up to you uh, For the amount it's Pay what you want Awesome. But uh, I didn't have time To approve the whole thing, but I'm sure that it was Like his other products, awesome
1: Oh yeah, every time someone Says pay what you want, I say I'll buy that for a dollar Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> there, yeah you there you go, go.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then if I like it I throw a few more
3: do you know how many that's pages
1: it. were
3: in that one? Uh, no, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, um, I haven't looked at that
0: yet. So, uh, oh, you don't have to. No, I, if you knew, that's great. If not, then yeah. what's, what's next? Oh.
3: <laughs> next and finally, uh, from for now another product from the very prolific again, Mister uh, Mister Markham. What? Taranov. <laughs> yeah, Tyrannoth Treasures Volume Three. Oh yeah. But in, but in this one, he focuses on rune bound shards. Which are like, like he says, always highly coveted and sought after items. That's awesome.
1: I picked that. Yeah. up. that's a great supplement. Those just the. It's not many of them, but if there weren't of many them. in the book, and any more of these that you can get your hands on, make for great adventure.
3: Well, that's cool. it for only two bucks, you get fifteen more, and he's sort of. Oh, awesome! Plucked is the ideas from the different games that FFG came out that are based off of like Rune Bound or Descent. So he gets inspired by that and writes up the uh, Genesis uh, stats for them.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Check and you out. Know, and any, more, any more of those things that you can read and um, it can inspire yep. you to create other ones too. So that's awesome. Exactly.
1: Yep. I'm waiting for one of these days. Chris is going to come out with the Terranathia Encyclopedia, which would be like a, all 7,200 supplements he's done combined into one book.
3: In in one special bundle. Yeah, That's right.
0: <laughs> Door-to-door salesman's, all right, here's your bundle. You ordered your bundle yep. of um, holding. Terranath um, The entire,
3: li- entire, li- yeah, entire Haven library of uh, Terranoth. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking pallet. <gasps>
1: That it, it would yeah, be Mike Uncle Rugg. Timo Rand's Uncle <laughs> Timo Rand's Library. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he was my grandpa.
3: So I've included, I've included the the show note, oh. the uh, links in our show notes, and Chris, uh, I think we'll uh, make sure oh, those yep. links will be in our uh, the notes for the the podcast as well.
0: Absolutely.
3: Well done. So that. that so yeah. So. Uh, that was my segment. I hope uh, the, it helps boost the signal uh, for these people, uh, put a few shiny uh, credits or copper pieces or gold pieces in their, uh, in their purses or accounts or ambits or ambits, of course.
0: So there, you,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, all right, everybody. Well, hey, welcome to the Books of Genesis.
2: Ah, 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 ah. Oh,
0: yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love it. All right. So this is where we're going to break down a section of one of the books. And today, we are going to be breaking down Embercrafting, that section in the Keyforge Forge um, Secrets of the Crucible. Um, open up your book to page 163 or Oof. PDF page 164 I think <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and cause you got to
0: include the cover absolutely so yeah so yeah we're gonna talk about ember and that's basically what makes um, you know the key forge um, setting unique onto its own all in its own so um what do we want to talk about guys
1: well first and foremost what is ember
3: uh, Amber is it was a series is it- of novels from Roger Zelazny. Zelazny, um, who's passed away. Oh, no, 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 that's, that's-,
1: that's Ember. Right.
3: Oh, what gotcha. is
0: what is Ember? Ember. Well, nobody <laughs> knows, really.
3: <laughs> it's a lot of things, apparently. It is. It's it to a lot of people.
0: Hmm. Yeah, based on who you based on who you would talk to, um, probably the the logos they would say it's you know could a power supply or. Maybe it could be some sort of um, uh, mystic, spiritual emblem or symbol where it came down from the from the
1: gods, so to speak. Oh, cool. I think it's all-powerful who's-a-what's-its. There you go. All-powerful who's-a-what's-its. I like that. <laughs> but there are several myths. It's the, yeah, it's
3: mm-hmm. the ultimate um, MacGuffin. You know it. Yes.
1: There are there are several myths and the, the key takeaway from the sentence on myths and theories I lo- or the paragraph, the thing I love most is the there are as many theories about the nature of ember as there are inhabitants of the crucible, okay. as the saying goes, and twice as many myths. Yep,
0: and you know what, Tony? <laughs> right. right next to that, that little you know how we said you know how we said there's a little scribble in the in the, in the margins. Yeah, it is not just all you need. It is simply all. <laughs> I mean, right? It's as I've overheard this several times near the inspired temples in Q City. Um, yeah, it's all um, anything.
1: Yeah, uh, many of the cultures worship it as a as a deity, almost or pieces of a deity. Mm-hmm. Um, the key thing is that it is vital to the economy and the ability to create things
3: in the keyforge setting. yep and <laughs> I like I like the little sorry go ahead no no no, no go, go, go ahead step go stop uh, i like the i like the little last paragraph on page 164 where it says perhaps the only real truth yes. about amber is that no one knows for certain what it is or where it come where it comes from except of course the architects
1: yep <laughs> right. and the architects uh, if you read the 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 warm and gooey bits at the beginning of the uh, book. The architects are these ancient, all-powerful beings that created everything.
0: Yep. Yep. And they created the crucible. I probably set the crucible in morning, in, in, crucible in motion, right? You pull things in. <laughs> so yeah. Well, that's cool. So that's what we. So that's what Ember is. Nobody really knows what it is, but it is. <laughs>
3: it can be anything the gm wants or the player wants exactly at any given moment exactly
1: now, now there's uh the next pe- pair, or next little section here we go into about harvesting it yeah uh, it's most commonly appears as golden colored yellow color less often one might find it as a slow running stream or liquid now it can take the form of a liquid a plasma a gas a solid crystals it can take any form yep um in its in its raw state mm-hmm.
0: it can be found in living organisms too
1: like i believe yeah. you like, said that there's a like this is plants, neat. Yeah. yeah the
0: huge grazier beasts can be um you know they can be um the shorn Each migratory season, as they devour devour their way through the mountains, and then they have this ember infused wool supporting the high end (laughs) garments and such in the hub city. Where you know, yeah, it's kind of neat, it's pretty
1: cool. And another kind of cool thing about it is that large scale mining operations usually close down quickly because they exhaust the supply, and the supplies will appear elsewhere, Mm -hmm. so it's almost like, it wants to remain elusive and uh, obtainable by many. Yep. Uh, almost right. like it has a will of its
3: own. Yep. Yeah, instead of being monopolized by just one faction or group. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so that's cool. I mean, you can you can mine an area of it or harvest some, some ember in one area and come back years later and it's whoop, propped up again, you know? Come yeah. Back and such,
1: so. It's pretty sweet. And that As a as a GM, that right there is a great little uh, snippet to take. Mm -hmm. Think of all the cool places you can hide ember or caches of ember in any. I I mean, like the basement of a bar, that kind of thing. You know, um, just all of a sudden an ember cache appeared there, or um, you know, inside a farmer's barn, or. All over the place, you can think of all these just obscure locations where you can have ember show up, and yeah. you can draw adventures around trying to get that yep
3: or, protect yeah, it. or, or yeah maybe some some rare some weird tree got mutated, and now it produces amber fruit, yeah, yeah, and when you pick the last one, wow, well, the tree dies, and... That's or right. a goose. That lays
1: amber eggs. Ooh,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: That's great. Taking am I'm, right I'm, about I'm, that. I'm, I'm thinking near like a Wonka factory,
1: a big candy factory <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right. Or a cloud up in the sky with a beanstalk that goes up to it or something. <laughs> <gasps> a beanstalk? <laughs>
2: hmm. ah, and, peop- mm, and people
1: living might- in the shadow of it. That's right.
0: <laughs> 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 mm. Maybe that's so, where all
1: those Zumba Loompas came from. I don't know, know. it.
0: <laughs> Dippity <laughs> do, batty. Um So, so we've harvested our ember. How do we use it?
2: How would oh, we there use are it?
3: So many uses for oh. it.
2: Hmm?
0: So we went, I well, mentioned one: with power, right? You could power things.
2: It, it's
1: also money. They turn yes, it into right. bits, Turn it into currency.
0: Yeah, yep. and that would be the um, refined. I guess, or manufactured ember, a use for it there. Yeah. yeah. What
3: else, Stefan? Well, some some beings actually consume it. They apply it maybe on their skin or on surfaces of things, uh, or otherwise use ember in arcane rituals to gain uh, really weird magical-like abilities. Mm-hmm. Well, like they say here, much to the frustration of the researchers. Because, How are you doing that? Like, oh. <laughs> Do this and apply that and say a few words, and there you go. I can fly.
1: <laughs> uh, you don't want to know what just went through my head. <laughs> Do we? Uh, Come on. Bert Reynolds in strip tease rubbing himself with Vaseline, only it's <laughs> ember goo. <laughs> <Whoa>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many years All it right. took me to get that out of my head. So I'm a bit it's squishy in my uh, boots. <laughs>
3: Oh, <laughs> if I wasn't bothered before. I am bothered now.
1: Bowers
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh
1: man. The, the last major use <laughs> it has is um, the those are those you know archons out there that are trying to open the vaults yep um, and yeah. get the secrets of the vaults. Um, each vault requires a number of keys to be made and each key requires a number of amount of ember and certain types of ember sometimes to be crafted. Each key is unique and each vault is unique in the amount of keys and, um, style of keys that are required to open them. It's, it's narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like the little, you know, little paragraph here, you know, just talking about Vault Heads Magazine, a favorite source of information concerning all things related to the vault battles, tracks such statistics as the greatest number of keys needed to open a vault, longest battle durations, the fastest forging, most archons and followers involved in a battle. All of these things and more are recorded with near fanatical detail, supporting legions of dedicated fans and gamblers alike.
0: <laughs> oh, and gamblers are like, Oh, yeah. That's a whole new... Yeah. That's
3: a whole freaking campaign
0: of, in its own. <laughs>
3: that's it. Lots of embits trading hands there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: So, um... So, next, how would we use it in Genesis? How do we use the Ember in Genesis here?
1: Oh, <clears throat> it's a... It's, there's a system for it of course
2: mm-hmm.
1: yes yep yes it is so um, the the key takeaway right away is that this is for ember crafting this is crafting mm-hmm. this is um, to create a a permanent what is it? it says the sentence here one of the most potent uses of Of Embercraft is the creation of effects, permanent and unique Ember-based items or abilities the character can call upon. They're permanent. Once you make it, you have it forever. That's right. That's
0: right. And it's interesting. Almost. I, I like how they simplified how do you quantify Ember, right? It's basically one encumbrance, two encumbrance, three encumbrance you know when you have a large chunk of ember it could be a big unrefined piece or it could be like this this bag of like sand you know tiny granules of of ember as well or it could be
1: a canister
0: of ember gas there you go yeah yeah
3: yeah a drum a drum of amber oil
0: there you go that your character can jump in and Get squishy in his pants yeah.
1: when he goes on That's
2: stage.
0: <laughs> A
1: six pack of amber cola. Yeah. There you go. Grease nice.
3: me up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, refreshing amber cola. Low in calories, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Amber is psychically reactive and changes properties according to the ways it is used the intentions of its user and other thoughts and emotions of those it's exposed to Ember uses uh, as Ember assumes properties according to its use it loses potential for other applications so the longer one holds on to it the less likely it is to remain fresh yeah that's cool And and it cannot be reused for any other purpose once it has one exactly
0: Yeah, yeah. once you make an effect, that that effect is permanently part of that. Um, The ember is, and you can't use it for anything else.
1: And then the last little bit in the quantifying ember, I think is important. So rules that refer to ember, such as those that require its consumption, mean in its raw form. Yeah. Not that it's already been used to process in the raw state. Abilities that detect ember activate in the presence of ember, such as an ember dowser talent. Therefore, only apply to ember in its raw form. Uh, so you're really talking about raw ember most of the time. Right. Right. When you're quantifying.
0: Yeah, because refined, you can, it's either once it's refined or processed, it's either, you know, it's already part of like an item or an effect, or it's like an ambit Right? Made in a currency or such.
1: And it describes yeah. those two forms in detail mm-hmm. in the sidebar there on page 166.
3: Yeah, the two forms of ember. Yep. Yep. That's it. So you've got the raw ember, which characters might discover, uh, the solid rock, shining crystals. Yeah. It mentioned it earlier in a, another paragraph, but yeah, shining crystal, oozing gel, glistening powder, glowing liquid, or even concentrated gas. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only form plenty of, of
0: concentrated <laughs> gas this weekend at Cabin Gun, I must <laughs> I tell I'm you. Sure. That. Windows the were appliances. open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: and, and this is the only form of ember that can be used to create and power effects yeah. or consume to activate certain talents and empower some forms of uh, weapons or armor. Mm-hmm. And there's the other form, of course, processed. This represents ember that is, in some manner, has been altered or changed, manufactured. So m bits, like uh, Chris mentioned, uh, crystals that have now been part of uh, a weapon or armor. So once it's been used, it's set. Yep.
0: And there's ambread, which is processed ember. Or these helix tabs, which probably are the same thing as, like, the... Patches or something, I guess, right? He yeah, like a, like,
1: like a slap patch that. or yeah. a healing potion or a uh, yep. painkiller. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, but consuming ember, we skipped that over a little bit. Um, a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What exactly does it mean to consume?
0: Well, okay. it's either it's either used up as fuel, in in maybe an item, maybe you can eat it, maybe to power up like a uh, like a talent. That you may have, um, rub it on your body to make it all glistening, <laughs> if you'd like. Um, but it's basically its use is uh, basically kind of up to the character, you know. Maybe change per character. Um, but when but they also said so. There's consuming ember, which is a uh, you know they have it in bold text here, so you'll see it throughout. And then um, also there's um, another way to consume ember, it's called depleting ember, like maybe a talent or an item. You know, the ember is depleted from it. Um, so uh, if you do use an item or a talent or an ability, which means the um, ember is depleted, you must consume ember. And, in, and here there's, you know, the rule mechanically. Speaking of it, it doesn't say how much ember to consume to make the ability come back or not. Just assume it's one ember um, unless otherwise specified. You know, like one, I guess. Yeah, one encumbrance um, value.
1: Encumbrance value of ember. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the very last line is key because it's mm-hmm. it's not quantified anywhere else. Consuming ember requires a maneuver. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good call that out. <clears throat> so. Alrighty then. So, what do we have next? So, oh, We've got effects. Effects. Affects. We've got, we got effects. <laughs> Boom. That's right. All right. <laughs> so this is the um, nitty gritty of
1: it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, effects. F- what are they?
0: Well, they're powers uh, that you would either put on a gadget. Create like maybe a spell ability, maybe on a talisman, maybe it's a blessing you give somebody, and when they use it, it might be done, or maybe it might be permanent, where they may have to consume ember to recharge it, if you will, or maybe it's recharged, you know, the next day. Who knows? Gotcha.
1: Yep, it's a it's a permanent effect or ability tied to the creator or someone they've given it to, essentially. Yep.
3: Yeah, they mentioned a few different ways it can show up. For example, uh, as as various spells, gadgets, talismans, blessings, artifacts, all using the Embercraft uh, skill to create these effects.
1: Yep. Doesn't matter if it's a smoke-belching machine powered by an Ember Core or a mystical word that can bend reality, it's the same source
3: of power. Yeah. It just looks different, that's all. It's all in the narrative. Mm -hmm. Which we try to keep finding. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, we're getting there. Yeah. One episode at a time. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, here on page 167, it gets into it. Um, Using effects. Uh, Effects are not quite items and not quite abilities, but they work in much the same way. How and when they are used depends on both the narrative and the game rules for that particular effect. Weapon effects primarily are used during combat checks. Armor effects reduce damage or modify an attacker's check. And utility effects are used as part of an activity and might or might not require a skill check. In addition, effect powers can have specific uses that might be different from the basic function of the effect, most often requiring a maneuver. Yeah. And the next paragraph adds one key thing, and that is that any time a character is makes a check using an effect, a despair from that check may be spent to deplete it. Nice. And then there's also lots of more ways to spend uh, dice results from checks using effects on some charts at the end of this chapter. Right.
0: Yep. Whether yep. it's using whether it's during the the skill you're using the that is related to Ember or the or specifically they have just a separate table for Embercraft
1: checks as well when you're doing an Embercraft skill check. So there's cool. an important bold note down at the bottom here, Stefan. What is that?
3: That is very uh, interesting too. It's like, it's, it's important to note that an effect can never have hard points or take attachments even if it functions like a weapon or a piece of armor. Nice. Or suit of armor. Nice. So you can't, you, you can't think of it as just an equipment and then add on more stuff. Even if it does look like a sword or a pistol or Right. So whatever it has, its powers, abilities, whatever, has to be built in at Embergraph Creation.
1: Yep. That's why them. when I that's why when I say these things are permanent, I put up the air quotes. <laughs> because <Yeah>. obviously <laughs> uh these things are a narrative tool that can be used um, by the players and also can be manipulated by the GM to um deplete them, to make them go away, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Um, and it, it talks about that in the craft of what sidebar here. Yeah, uh, Effects all have a component of some kind, whether it's a talisman, a grimoire, a magic word, a hand gesture, or some combination. Mm-hmm. Thus, characters wishing to activate an effect uh, they possess should in some way use or evoke a component to activate it. This always means that players in the GM can incorporate the way the component is used into gameplay. For example, a character who forgets a transformational word or is suffering from a hand injury might be unable to use their magic, quote-unquote, just as it readily as a stolen ray gun would leave them unable to zap things. Uh-huh. Uh, they could also be in a region where sound doesn't travel or gravity is too intense to wave their arms. And sometimes, and this is a keynote here down at the bottom of it, sometimes a character may want to give an effect they created to another character. And that was something you talked about, Chris.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, for someone other than its creator to use, it is le- uh, the difficulty of it is left up to the GM's discretion and is primarily the function of the narrative description. For a particularly complex, or potent effect the GM may add setback dice to the checks another character makes with it so that's a key use or, or key notation to uh, for the addition of setback dice
3: right all right yeah I can can be easily imagine like uh, you, if I want to lend my zap gun to Chris's character that could be easy but if he has some kind of mystical you know, a uh, construct or thats rep- that's like a spell, right. Or talisman. Allow- yeah. But somewhere. allowing me to use it may be more difficult to transfer. It's like eh, It was made really for him. It's not-, right. it's not really attuned to me, whatever the reason. Uh,
1: like prime example. If you're two, two characters, you know, the two characters you guys played last time when we did this, mm-hmm. you had a Martian and you had a,
3: a, uh, human. a human.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, the Martian technology might not work for the human very okay. easily, or
3: no, exactly
1: can't wrap his brain around how to use it. Well,
3: it. maybe because the the symbols for the throttle and the other things you know are, are very different than their they're, the they're made for smaller hands. That's, that's right.
0: It. It would totally not let you get into my little walker. Just no. <laughs> just don't. Or or my little mini. What was it? The little mini flying saucer that I have. Yeah. <laughs> even if you could fit in it. No way.
3: No, I think I think Ace would have looked even more ridiculous in trying to sit in yours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we've well, we've talked about using these effects. Yeah. We covered into, all the narrative yeah, stuff. Yeah, we have covered all the narrative stuff. Let's get into creating an effect. Now. Yeah.
3: So. Um, the nitty gritty. Oh, yeah,
1: it's done in three steps, right? Step um, one, you're halfway steel there. Underpants. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's about six
0: of them. <laughs> about six of them, but there was there is one note that we that I had read just today too, and Tony, I think you just did as well, is that when you're creating an effect, it sh- it should kind of be made like maybe time between game sessions or a little bit of downtime, um, a longer period, more of a narrative. Um, gameplay instead of during like a structured encounter. Like it takes mm. two rounds to make something. No, a little more than that. So. Yeah. So yeah, so that was on that- 167 and then we got we got our six steps. What do we do first, seven?
3: What's the first thing? Well, first, first we have to come up with a concept. Nice. You know, so determine what your effect would look like and what do you want it to do. Tool.
1: This is the first step, and I find many players find this the hardest step.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is,
1: visualizing the what they want.
3: <laughs> well, the thing is, even I went and reread this after we did the review of the whole book mm-hmm. as much as possible. I thought this the eff- effects is it's not quite spellcasting, it's not quite crafting equipment or gear either, but it's kind of a mix of the two because there is no. Uh, you know, spellcasting like realms of Tyrnoth. You don't have wizards and clerics and druids. Yeah. You just have the Ember Crafter, Ember mantle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm. Great. So, concept. Yeah. What do you want? To, what does it look yeah. like?
1: What does it do? So each effect has a starting Ember requirement or cost. Uh, this is a cost of one Ember. This is in bold on page one sixty-eight in the concept section. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, which will be adjusted up or down based on the options you select to add to it. Key is to have an idea of what you want to do. Yep. And then uh, don't overanalyze it. Have an idea of what you want to do. Then build from there.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's... Yeah, uh, cool. Concept. Stefan, what have you got? Concept.
3: was a concept? Oh. Uh, can't be flat-footed there. Hey, ask Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ask Chris.
0: <laughs> Ask me. Well, you know, the concept that I have would be a—I um, don't know—this, uh, this, um, this bag about the size of my hand, where I could just put all my ember in and not worry about how much it'll hold. I just throw it in there. As long as it fits through the hole, I just throw little pieces in there. It's like
3: a bag. Okay. That's my concept.
1: <clears throat> That's a concept.
3: That works. What about you, Tony? Do you have a concept?
1: Sure. I want to have a um a wheelchair that flies. Sweet.
3: Sounds familiar. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, you're partially there. I mean you are bald, so we're getting there. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: All right. Well then, so but, that's so it. What's, that's your con- that's how you do a concept, and you yeah. start with one ember, and then also in bold, no matter the final shape or form, its value of one. Mm. Gotcha. So even my wheelchair would have an encumbrance value of one.
0: Exactly. Yep. Just right. easily. And that floating. bag, and
1: that bag that I have,
0: encumbrance value of one. That's it. So with that in mind, what's step two here, Tony?
1: Step two. Profit. No. um, (laughs) uh, So the wheelchair. (laughs) Effect design. So with a strong concept in mind, the next step is to design the rules for your effect. So uh, your design is going to take one of three forms. Um, It's either going to be an armor. It's going to be a weapon, or in the case of both Chris's and my concept, uh, it's going to be a utility item. Mm-hmm. Got I can one see yet, where,
0: I can see where yours could potentially be used as armor. <laughs> could be. Or maybe a weapon. Yeah, You can have like a ram right in front of it.
1: <laughs> nah, it's, a it's a utility.
2: It just
0: floats around. It floats.
1: You the fly. man who rides in it is a weapon alone. Yeah.
0: It gives you fly speed, right? I mean, you can fly. You got something, Stefan?
3: Yeah, yeah, I came up with something. It's not... doesn't have a physical uh, body. It's more of a mental kind of construct that'll be worked out, and when it's summoned, or the rather words are spoken, it will erect a Force field around the uh, the person, protecting them from harm.
1: Sounds like an armor.
3: It sure does.
1: Well done. All right. So, so what would one do with making an armor?
0: (laughs) Well, you have to decide what the powers are. Right? Are we? Are you? Are are you? Are you throwing me the ball here and
1: say step three? (laughs) No, no, no. This is the. So we're still looking at the design. Oh, go yeah, into okay, the I actual nuts right. and bolts of designing an armor.
0: Oh, oh, shoot, that's right. Yeah, there's. Oh, gotcha. All right, yeah. So, making armor, it's basically to protect your character, right? Um, yeah. And then on page, on table one, table four dash one, armor characteristic changes. Um, you could choose uh, that will modify the basic characteristics for an armor. Um, so, basic the basic characteristics for an armor effect are one are zero soak and one defense. So, um, there's a cost that would increase those in this table. Um, so you can increase your soak from a zero to three. Um, that would be uh, it would require six ember because it's uh, one t- plus one times the new value. So to go from so to go from um, one to two, it would be two ember, and then to go yeah. from um, to go from three zero to three. one is one, and then to go from and then to, to have three soak, it would be three. So one plus two plus three is six. Math.
1: That's awesome. six ember in addition to the original one.
3: Correct. Exactly. Required. Yep. That's it. It's a, it's a bit like buying skills. You have to. Pay for the next rank. Yep. Yes.
1: Pretty much. On top of that, the second paragraph of the armors, um, it tells you, you can add any number of item qualities chosen from the item qualities table for three Mm -hmm. on page 170, increasing the ember cost necessary to create your effect by the indicated amount. You can add item qualities whether or not you choose to increase the soak value or defense rating. So you can just have a zero soak, one defense armor with a bunch of qualities.
0: Yeah. You can yeah. have it superior armor. And on this table, it costs you one ember to make it superior. Yeah. Vicious. Yeah. Plus one ember per rating. Yeah. That's
1: for a weapon.
3: That's for yeah, a weapon? Some, no, that's for some an item.
1: quality is...
3: Yeah, but some of these well, qualities are generic. Fun. Yeah. yeah, uh, may not be fully appropriate. Re- I have vicious, I have vicious armor.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm a battle rager, fuck yeah I am. God damn it. I got spiky armor.
2: <laughs>
1: is that an armor or a weapon? It'd be a weapon. <laughs> it. <laughs> It'd be a weapon. It'd be an R weapon. <laughs> It'd be an R weapon.
0: Now, there is uh, negative qualities. You know, if you want mm-hmm. that Slow firing armor <laughs> it'll be like minus two <laughs> per rating <laughs> minus two. No, they've got rating.
1: all of the uh, yeah. ones for weapons and armor on one table. So you have to be yeah. a little um, smart about it. You have to understand which is an armor quality and which is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and referring to the core Genesis rulebook for that, will be a way to do that so all these yeah. qualities appear in the core genesis core rulebook and they all tell you whether it can be what it can be applied to an armor or a weapon
2: cool that's it
3: i mean if you have an idea like you have know, maybe the, the 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 shield that i'm thinking over force field may might, might have the ensnare quality you know when someone attacks it they have a chance of being ensnared because it's sticky
1: <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah. your GM's cool with
3: it. Exactly,
0: if your GM is cool. No. With it. If somebody, it. maybe it's maybe it's one of those things, Stefan. Where um, if you're because um, part of this, you have to come up with the rules for these powers too. So maybe mm-hmm. this this force field that you're thinking of, um, in order for that ensnare quality to pop, if you will, mm-hmm. the the person who's attacking you has to be in melee range, right? It's got to be a melee yeah. attack yeah. Engage, or range, yeah. engage range, right? And they generate two threat boom yeah and you know would that's activate it. the ensnare quality kind of the reverse if you will right so negative to them positive for you right so that's it. instead
3: of using advantages for, for a weapon correct to, to activate it so that would make a sense.
1: reasonable use as long as it's not an attack uh, you know for instance bringing up yeah. vicious a vicious requires that a critical be rolled yep in order mm-hmm. for it to be activated. Exactly. And, and it critical isn't rolled with an armor. Um, exactly. No. So mm-hmm. you can't have vicious armor. But you might have. You're gonna...
0: you You could have knockdown though. So if they come in and they hit, boom! Right, it might knock them. It might if they generate enough, you know, threat. It might knock yeah. them back, knock them down. Possible.
1: Possible. Possible. As a GM. You definitely want to approve those kinds of things that are different from uh, the intended uses. Yep. Cool. Okay, weapons. Yes. So, the weapon effect includes all effects that characterize an attack, whether it be a spell, a noxious odor that came from your mouth, or uh, elsewhere, or, or other orifice. <laughs> um, a ray gun or a big, bad chainsaw sword. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) Um, Either way, an effect, a weapon effect, follows simple rules as the very first thing you must do when designing it is you must decide what attack skill it's going to use. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it uses... um, it should use a combat skill or discipline if it's a mystical or psychic effect. Um, but any other any skill other than Embercraft is a possibility. Uh, the skill should be narratively appropriate for the effect. And the GM has to approve your choice. Yeah. Uh, for example, if your design intends the effect's profile to have a range band greater than engaged melee, or brawn should not be selected right. as the employed attack. skill. Right. It should be a ranged attack.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And then it starts over on page 170 underneath the chart for item qualities. You have the starting damage. So once you've chosen what it, it uh, what skill it uses, it has a starting damage of plus one. Right. Which is added to your character's chosen characteristic. Um. Which, and to determine the attack's base damage, just as an ordinary melee weapon's damage is added to the user's brawn. Right. So, yeah, so this could you're be going to have to, to choose.
0: Yeah, you could you could have this weapon be linked to your presence. Right.
1: Yep. So obviously, you're going to choose your best one. Obviously. Yeah.
3: So. If you have a you high presence, it. because it's a, it's an aura of of menace where. You know, like Ga- like Gandalf, who suddenly becomes becomes really big and I am not here to
2: rob you.
1: <laughs> there you go. I'm going to design a sword that looks like it's made of rubber, but <laughs> it's super super sharp, and it's going to go off my cunning.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, he's just going to hit me with a freaking Nerf sword. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 All right. mm-hmm.
3: um, Pardon me.
1: You can improve the damage value by spending additional ember, and that is covered on page uh, back on page one sixty nine on chart four two with the weapon characteristic changes. Yep. Um, and then it has a beginning critical rating of four. That means it requires four advantage to activate a critical. Yep. Has a range. Uh, whether the effect will you have to choose whether the effect will be a melee or a ranged weapon. If it's a melee weapon, it has a range of engaged. And if it is a ranged effect, it has a range of short. And then that can be changed also.
0: Well, it, can't, it said melee effects have a range of engaged, which cannot be increased. I'm going to call Sorry, I meant I'm the ranged ones can't be. Yeah, okay. That works. Because I, I would say, like, a long polearm is still engaged range, right? It's not necessarily short range. Because Once you're out at a short range, you're throwing something at that point, which
3: would be ranged. Yeah. yeah. A yep. whip a whip could maybe be used at short range. And but not say engaged. So it would fall as a ranged weapon.
1: Yeah, you just treat it like a ranged attack. Exactly. Yeah. And that's for the creating of the items you would just treat it as a ranged attack. You want it to use brawn because it's a whip, that totally makes sense.
0: Exactly. Yep. Exactly.
1: All right, and then you can add weapon characteristics from chart 4-3 uh, increasing yet again the cost
3: as you can yeah. now you can use your vicious you add your vicious, Chris
1: yes, the vicious My whip. vicious, piercing, yes. rubbery sword oh, yes. definitely <laughs>
0: A that, vicious gets, that has sunder it could sunder shit, right? it's oh, rubber, giving it
1: breach <laughs>
3: breach wow that's some hard rubber Oh,
1: yeah, there is breeches not there. sharp ass rubber. Yeah, it is. Watch out. Oh, it's not a sword. It's a chicken. It's a rubber chicken.
3: Oh. It's a big rubber
1: chicken. <laughs> vorpal, rubber, ch- rubber vorpal chicken. <laughs> Two handed. Motherfucker. <laughs> Two-handed abort. No, versatile. It's slow firing because you, when you hit someone with it, it's got to go.
2: Burk. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> I
3: ha-
0: no prepare, isn't it like that? Prepare, yeah. There you go. It'll be prepare. You have to prepare it.
3: I, okay. So yeah. Or you just remind, day, right? You just reminded me a couple of <laughs> nights ago, real quick. A yeah. sidebar. I had a, a yeah. weird dream that seemed to be as if it was drawn out by the animators of Rick and Morty. Oh, oh no! All right. <laughs> yeah, but it was a role playing session. I was running a game, but it looked like it, like a Rick and Morty cartoon. All the all the the heroes were trying to. Attack this featherless undead chicken, but they were always missing. And then the, it was the necromancer's turn. He managed to, to grab the chicken and made it like a twenty-foot-tall chicken. And,
1: <laughs> Did you write this down? This sounds like a great adventure. I want to play it. It, sure it could well be. Oh, maybe on our sixty-ninth episode.
2: What? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> what? I'm gonna
1: use my rubber chicken sword. I'm just saying. I gotta come up with something.
0: <laughs> Maybe I maybe there the powers go. maybe the powers for this bag this dice yeah. bag that I've got will be um yeah, may might be going hand to hand with you there mm-hmm. Tony so the All next right. type yeah, so so the yeah. next type of item that you could put an effect on would be well, a utility item that covers anything other than what we just talked about <laughs> if it's not an armor. Yeah. If, it, if it's not protecting your character, if it's not doing damage to your enemies, then it's a utility function. This is the bucket that covers everything else, pretty much. Um, a yeah. bit flexible, a lot flexible here. Um, you can add item qualities and powers to a utility, but um, just make sure it's appropriate right, for the uh, description of it. Um And typically during the the, the power of using this utility item, um, it'll always, you know, add a boost die to checks for those using it. If it's made for that person, right? Um, Like we had said earlier, it may oppose a setback die, uh, you know, to somebody who it's not necessarily made for. Um, And of course, it's like the right tool for the job, if you will, Right.
1: Sometimes the job in question might be something quite impressive or utterly fantastical, such as seeing a distant location, speaking with squirrels, mm-hmm. or flying to another plane of existence. Um, well, another place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In your <laughs> For such potent effects, yeah. you and your GM should consider whether it should have a power. Yeah. And if so, the effect may still fulfill its lesser related purpose without using its power of course even an effect with a relatively simple function could also have a power allowing it to do something truly miraculous right such as an ordinary rope and uh, while an ordinary rope and a shimmering, Cord of flexible ember both allow a character to climb sheer surfaces. The ember cord might be capable of so much more. Give that ember cord a power effect of tunnel, and you can use it to safely descend through a solid surface. Nice, something that no mundane rope can duplicate. That is right. You can do whether, so or not, whether or not a utility effect requires a, uh, whether or not a utility effect requires a maneuver to ready for use depends on its descriptive form and function and is something to which the player and the gm decide together
0: yeah so that so that that ember cord or ember rope you'd probably cut you know you'd probably spend a maneuver to kind of get it out and tie it to something before you Mm -hmm. use it so
1: Powers dude
0: yeah this is cool <laughs>
1: so the key thing is the key, the ember cost to add a power is equal to the effects new number of powers, for example, giving an effect a single power costs one ember while giving it a second power costs two another two. and for a total of three, yeah another two right and for yeah. a total of three um uh, for the two powers to be purchased. Yep. So what do we have for powers here? Oh, a whole bunch of good ones. Yeah, we do. Um, does someone want to read off the list? I do,
0: but first, hang on a minute. This is great. So, oh, no, this isn't the right one. But this is actually pretty funny. The sidebar here by Dodger. You see some yeah. bloke gathering up ember. It's all serious like you better assume they're getting ready to unleash something powerful probably in your direction <laughs> so <laughs> yeah run <laughs> that'd be great yeah this, all first, right. this first power. alright the first power I'll, I'll do this Bane and Boone basically it's going to be a particular effect against a specific type of living target you know um, when you use this effect um you can upgrade the ability of the check twice when you're attacking this creature.
3: <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's or
0: cool. a target. Over, yeah.
1: over the yeah. target. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a social check. Could be. Never know. You Could be a microphone of Martian de- demoralization. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes. When Welcome you sing to the it, Jungle. It, <laughs> Martians yeah. go
0: Ah. Then <laughs> their heads explode. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Next one, broadcast. As a maneuver or part of an uh, part of an action, this effect your character may broadcast their voice over a large area up to strategic range. What strategic range at a range, volume Tony? sufficient uh, mm-hmm. Strategic range is that range band after extreme.
0: Yes. Yeah. indirect fire uh,
1: and a volume sufficient to capture people's attention. Uh, yeah. So that uh, that microphone definitely should have this too.
3: Yeah. It yeah. It's next, definitely. definitely. And we got cleansing. <laughs> and this one, uh, the effect is to remove all poisons, toxins, and similar afflictions from themselves or their target. Cool. So that can be useful as for a general heal kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's got that little caveat at the end that um, so basically that's for free. That's a that's a, a free action or a, a, a incidental. Um,
3: yeah, as part of an action. Yeah, but, but uh, uh, as
1: part of an action. Yes. Sorry. Yeah,
3: but if you use it as a maneuver, then this power targets one character within the short range.
1: Nice.
2: That's
0: cool. That's cool. So, the next one is Dominate. So, this is interesting. This is limiting once per encounter as maneuver. You can deplete this effect in order to gain control of a beast, automaton, or other non-sentient creature or machine. The silhouette no greater than your own. And that's within short range until the end of the encounter. Um, And as it says once per round in structured encounters... Your character may spend one maneuver to direct the dominated target in performing one action and one maneuver during your character's turn. Sweet.
1: That's a neat effect. That is. Displacement. When a character makes a combat check targeting your character, your character may, as an out-of-turn incidental, deplete this effect to upgrade the difficulty of the check twice. Your character may then spend three threat or eight despair from the check to move himself up to one range band in any direction after the
3: attack. Is resolved. Nice. So, yeah. So, some of these powers actually mention that the power will be depleted. Yep. So, you have to either it has to be recharged or more amber has to be consumed. You don't have to spend uh, a despair to deplete it. Correct. It's part of the uh, part right. of the effect. Right. But here's
0: a question for you. If your character has, say, this item on it, this displacement item on it, right? And you're making an ember check, not with it, but with something else, and you roll a despair, would it be fair for the DM-GM to deplete this displacement item?
1: If you're using another item?
0: No, if you're just making another ember check, maybe it's related.
1: Well, if it's related, yeah, it's perfectly fair. If it's unrelated... um. It stretches the limits of the word fair. <laughs> too
0: fair. <laughs> too <Right>. fair-ish.
2: <laughs>
0: Double despair. Boring. All your shit is depleted. I would say, <laughs> Daryl, if you're listening.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Double despair, Daryl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's go on. Let's yeah,
3: get a lot right. of phrase. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, the next one is an answer. If we yeah, en- enhancer. So this one, uh, when making a skill check uh, with this effect, your character counts as having one additional rank in this skill. So it makes your character better. Uh, and if your character already has five ranks, you get a boost die instead. And
0: well, then once per session, you're, that's interesting.
3: Yeah, and then, hmm. yeah, and then even once per session, your character can fail a check. Who fails a check, uh, using this uh, Ember, may deplete. The effect to add success equal to their ranks of the skill that they're, they're using. So you and then it, unfail. Yeah. <laughs> if you, and, and then the rest of the symbols can be used as normally. Right. Well, that's cool. Nice.
0: I, you know, I do like, you know, just to go back up to this, I haven't, I don't know if I've seen this um, rule before. If your character already has five ranks in a skill, use add a boost die instead. So, if you want to enhance okay. yourself with like cybernetics and like another gaming system, right? Um, instead of increasing your, you know, to go over that that limit of your characteristic, you could just have a permanent boost die for it. That's interesting. Have you yeah, seen this before? No, no, that's
3: kind it's of the cool. first time.
0: Yeah, that's yep. a neat way to do it. It is. It to is to go beyond five. Yeah, yeah, or six or whatever you want yeah you know okay, well, okay, so the next one is find, so you could use this item this effect to find something, um, but you know if the target doesn't want to be found, it would be an opposed embercraft check versus the target's discipline or stealth. that's cool, so it says the process of this power generally takes too long to occur during structured gameplay, so um. You wouldn't necessarily have these goggles of finding on. And, you know, if somebody's sneaky, sneaky up behind you, if somebody in the middle of combat just went into the darkness, um, you would, really wouldn't be able to use it for that. However, it could give you boost dice or um, remove setback dice if you want to spot somebody in the dark or whatever. Yeah. But again, yeah. that's coming up with those rules for the powers. Again, right but, on. That's cool. Well,
1: wasn't that Next one's it? flare as a maneuver. You make a bright psychic flash, blinding flash or psychic light, disorients all enemies in medium range for one round and inflicts one strain on each of them. These. Oh, this item
0: will be suspenders with buttons on. <laughs> oh, wait a second.
3: Shiny <laughs> buttons.
0: <laughs> with my twelve pieces of flare. <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right. Next, uh, uh, I don't remember what the next one is. I don't know. Uh, I, for- <laughs> I kind of forget. <laughs>
2: oh, I see
1: what you did there. Yeah, oh,
0: we're there. See, for us over fifty, we kind of hey. get that now. You know what I
3: mean? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the next one is, of course, forget. <laughs> Once per encounter, as a maneuver, your character can uh, deplete this uh, mm-hmm. this um, this uh, effect to cause any number of NPCs of your choice within short range to forget everything that's happened so far. What? No, we're not your enemies. These aren't the droids you're looking for.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. So if somebody did this with a triumph, I would make them, like, stand there dazed for a moment. So you could totally set up, like, pour drinks and everybody all standing around.
3: (laughs) That's right. One guy's hand on the other guy's butt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so awesome. That would be. Oh, that's funny. That
3: is funny. And There's at the GM a... discretion, yeah, uh, a nemesis and other important adversaries can attempt a hard discipline check to resist it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be good.
3: But yeah, if <laughs> it's used outside of structured gameplay, affected characters, forget the preceding events up to a one hour.
0: <laughs> nice.
3: So yeah. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> well, um, the next one is immunity. As a maneuver, you can deplete the effect. Um, to protect yourself from any single environmental hazard that the item was used for, such as like a blizzard, a river of lava, until the end of the encounter. Yeah, I want to go swimming. Yeah, the floor is lava. No.
3: <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just a pool of warm goop. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's not just yourself. It's all and your allies within medium range. Oh, yeah, I, right did, I did. I missed that. Um, those were honey. Nice. Yeah. Some allies within medium range. Sweet. So, when we paraphrase these, we may miss some things. Be sure to read these paragraphs very closely because there are a lot of little nuances to them. There are. That's right. Uh, invisibility as a maneuver. Your character may deplete this effect to make themselves completely invisible until the end of the encounter. Note that they can still be detected by means other than sight. <laughs> right? I mean,.
2: What's that
0: listen, oh, smell? Oh, Tony, that? Tony's. Yeah, listen. Yeah, do you smell that? I think that's coming. Oh, it's Jamie Pearson. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Stefan?
3: Uh, the next one is Invulnerability. So, nice. once per encounter, as a maneuver, your character can deplete this effect again, reduce all damage and wounds involuntarily suffered by themselves and engaged allies to zero, until the end of your character's next turn. Like, Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You did not just blast me and my friends with that (laughs) grenade. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So awesome. Yep. Oh, and this next one is light. Here's your your ever-burning torch, if you will. Um, As an incidental, you can cause this effect to shed a warm, bright light illuminating and heating the surroundings up to medium range. Um, and then the effect continues until you do another incidental to stop it. Um, when you design the effect, it says you can choose a particular trigger that causes the effect to glow. Um, such as, uh, you know, when a Martian comes near me, you know, my um, this little bag that I'm making glows green. Fuck! There are oh, no. oh. little Martians coming nearby. Yeah? Nope. Oh, no. Clapper. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. (laughs) That's great. You or somebody
1: else collapse. You might have to... (laughs) Next one is mind of its own. This effect is sentient. With a distinct personality goals all its own. The player and the GM can work together to determine the details. Uh, Player, I'm designing it. Just so you know, players, I'm designing it. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: what? No, what are you what are you doing Dave I <laughs> just doing that Dave
1: <laughs> the motivation tables on pages 50, 47 and 50 of the Genesis Core rulebook can be helpful for making uh, this oh, yeah. thing random uh, it yeah. has three ranks and a skill relevant to its purpose uh, if a skill check is required to use this effect choose that skill when your character makes a check using that the effect he substitutes its ranks. In the relevant skill for their own, and add or add a boost die if their own ranks are equal or higher. If the effect is a ranged weapon, it also gains guided 3 item quality. Nice. If the effect is a melee weapon and its wielder is staggered, it may attack during their turn with a relevant skill and a characteristic of (laughs) 0. That's
2: great.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome.
1: (laughs) However, if the character uses the the effect in a way it doesn't approve of, it may withhold its assistance or even work Mm -hmm. against the character, adding one or more setback dice or upgrading the difficulty of the check at your GM's whim. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh,
1: In addition, the effect has two ranks in a single social skill chosen by the GM. Chosen by the GM.
0: Oh, Aka, it
1: has a mind of its own. After all, it yep. can assist its owner on social checks using this skill. Oh God! Every every item I make players have will have coercion, <laughs> <laughs> and it will just yell that, at you.
0: <laughs> well, that reminds me have, of the it could, it. could have deception and negotiation. So you know, <laughs> the fucking thing is telling you, oh yeah, that's worth at least a hundred a hundred embits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's that is a great one. That effect is. I'm sorry, that is GM gold right there. If you have a player that wants to use that, do it. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah, oh yeah. That reminds me of uh, Ari Salvatore's uh, novel, uh, The Woods Out Back, where the hero uh, inherits that or has to wield a intelligent spear. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he forces him. No, you have to go into combat to restore my honor. (laughs) No, I don't want to.
1: There was I used to read the Pathfinder novels and there's one called The Liar's Blade and the main character and the is the sword that the wow. guy carries around. That's cool. And the sword has its own agenda. It's the hero. The sword is the hero. Nice. The guy who carries it around is not. Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
3: He's just incidental.
1: Yeah. Oh, he He's just my meat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just the hand that holds it. <laughs>
2: nice. Nice.
3: What's next? The next one is the one that probably would appropriate for Chris's item, pocket dimension. Sure. So, as a maneuver, your character can use this effect in, to order to open or close a small portal, up to around a meter across, to an extra extra dimensional space, where time doesn't pass. The pocket dimension is stable, and anything placed within it can be retrieved later. <laughs> it has an encumbrance capacity of twenty. There you go. It can use <laughs> a portable hole.
1: anyone creates this an item with this effect and i'm just picturing chris's bag yeah all right so chris you go to create it you roll the ambercraft check and you roll two threat as a gm Uh the the there's going to be a hand inside the (laughs) bag that that reaches out and like grabs inappropriately touches you when you (laughs) try to (laughs) grab things in the bag that's right (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Or reaches
3: out to touch someone else too. Oh, that is so awesome. Oh, God. No, oh, that's great. That's pretty good. Or has, or has a voice. It's like, oh, this this person has something valuable on them.
1: <laughs> or it's it howls and sucks you in. <laughs> like oh, there you go. Army of darkness.
0: Or when you, oh yeah. Or or when you drop something. Or when you put something in it. When you close it up, you hear it go yum yum. Mmm, that was good. You know, delicious, <laughs> delicious. Are we talking? Are, are we talking mimic here, Tony? Uh, <laughs> any any chance you get, motherfucker?
1: <laughs> if it has a mind of its own, it's like no, I don't like that. <laughs> Just you wait.
0: The
3: yeah. mimic
1: torture is far from over, my friend. I know, I know, I know. All right, so
3: moving oh, on,
0: next. moving on, moving on. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it's hey, well, I, you might need to add protect to it then because <laughs> as a maneuver your character can deplete this effect and allow allies who remain within short range to increase their soak and defense values by the, characteris- by the character's current soak and defense values until the end of the encounter that's kind of cool that's fucking yeah. huge actually yep yeah. wow yeah because if I have like big beefy dude that has like a, what a soak of like
1: 7 or 8 pass it on to somebody else Here's your armor spikes. You put this mm-hmm. effect on spikes that go on your armor. It's, it's two separate effects. So you got your armor effect that you made. Then you put spikes reactive. When an attack inflicts damage on your character, they may, as an out-of-turn incidental, imp- deplete this effect and inflict double the amount of damage to their attacker. Nice. Oh, nice That's yeah. cool. That's a blade of plating. It's uh, a yep. repulsive force field, those kinds of things. This is, this is that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool.
3: Then we have regrowth. Mm. Yeah. So once per encounter as a maneuver, again, deplete the effect and return a character to life. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the effect heals the character of all wounds and removes all their crits. January, there must be, of course, enough of them to regrow something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we regrew yeah. him from one nose hair. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so regrowth, unfortunately, uh, re- regrown characters, unfortunately, aren't quite the same as the original. <laughs> they might be a little off. <laughs> the character who has been returned to life reduces their highest characteristic by one. Ooh. Oh, yes. I
0: love this. This this yeah. is such a callback to old the old school D and D where you have to yeah. reduce yeah. your con, right, by one when yep. you exactly. every,
3: every time Exactly. Yeah. Every time you get a raised dead, reduce your con. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> and this requires a whopping four ember to replenish. Ooh, so there's one of specified. those
1: effects that talks about an extra cost beyond the one when yeah. you <laughs> deplete it to replenish it. So that's that's a big one. That is a yep. big one. Yeah, you're not resurrected people like you're not handing out reses like candy.
2: Nope. <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs> Pay me um, the amber first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then the next one is refreshing. Once per encounter as a maneuver or part of an action to use this effect, your character may deplete the effect to heal all strain they or the target of the effect have suffered. If you use as a maneuver, you can you could target a character within short range
1: flask of refreshing.
0: Yeah. You know it. Frickin' energy drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. The
1: Relocate. Your character may deplete this effect in order to move himself any and any number of allies and of their choice, within long range to another, possibly distant location. Though not off of the world, the Crucible. During structured gameplay, this effect should take several rounds. To resolve, as the character waits for the teleportation ray to charge, or for the giant bats to arrive, <laughs> or the little the old ghost lady on the bicycle to come pedaling out of hell, on <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so forth.
3: The double-decker bus to arrive. No, there's that too.
0: Yeah, yeah, big eagles, right? Yeah, show up. All right, Stefan.
3: Then there's restorative. Again, once per counter as a maneuver or part of an action deplete the effect um, to heal all wounds they or the target of the effect have suffered. So, if used as a maneuver, this power targets one character within short range. Nice. So, not not as quite as costly as uh, regrowth, but still, you know, oh, you're about to die. Not yet. So, basically,
1: what it's um, so um if i am noticing here it's an action to use ones that target yourself or and it's a maneuver to target someone else at short range
3: seems yeah the first phrase can be either or but they specify with the last phrase
1: part of
0: an action yeah you would use it oh. you would use it as a maneuver for somebody else and oh, you can I use it as part of an action
1: got it never right yeah. i didn't see that yep
0: yeah. ah, okay,
1: okay. Good call out.
0: Well. Next right. homie. Resurrect. So again, once per encounter as as a maneuver, you your character can deplete the effect to return a character who died within the last round to life. Character heals wounds until they are suffering no more wounds than their um, than their wound threshold. It does not heal the critical injuries. It it does heal wait a second. But does not heal any critical injuries except the dead result. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. (laughs) This also doesn't undo any other effects of the attacker incident that killed them, like being burned to death. (laughs) Yeah, that burn damage
1: will be. That burn damage
0: is still going. (laughs) Yeah, burn. Wow. But and this um. ah! (laughs) This requires two ember to replenish. So, like Hmm. the other, like the other one, um. It's it's uh, has a cost greater than one to replenish.
2: So
3: this would be like almost. This could almost be used like in in the middle of combat. Oh, you just died. You no, can. bring it back.
1: Exactly. Shatter as a maneuver. Your character may deplete this effect or deplete to deplete another effect or inflict major damage. See the item maintenance on page eighty nine of Genesis Core Rulebook on a mundane item within re- medium range. So,
0: yeah,
3: that's nice. pretty nasty. That's,
1: that is, it's better than Sunder.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's and nice. then, oops, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, then the next. Okay, in the next one, uh, a little bit in the same vein. Smite. So once per encounter, as a maneuver, deplete the effects and defeat all minions and rival adversaries within short range. <laughs> what? <Whoa>. That's oh. <laughs> so. Wow. Of course. Yeah. of course rivals may attempt an average discipline or resi- resilience check. If they succeed, they're not defeated. Awesome. So that would be that would be the big hammer blow that just wipes the screen. Nice. <laughs> the That's ultimate cool. power. <laughs> cool.
0: And then tunnel, which is what we had mentioned one of the examples using yeah, tunnel the uh, tunnel uh, effect uh, uh, with you the s- rope. Um skip three. Right? Yeah. Did I really? Smite. Oh, sorry. Oh, Forgot to go to the top of the page again. <laughs> Terrified! Yeah, I was just he testing a Good call there, Tony. <laughs> Once per encounter as maneuver, you can deplete this effect to cause all other characters within medium range, including allies, and that's called out in parentheses, which is great, to make a hard fear check. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: Yeah. All will worship and despair.
0: (laughs) That's right. Everybody just fucking runs and you're the only one there.
3: (laughs) All
1: right. Uh, Next is transmit as a maneuver as part of an action or as part of an action.
3: What kind of disease do you get transmitted? (laughs) mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Wow, It's my clapper. Don't shush. What? (laughs) Uh, As a maneuver or as part of an action using this effect your character may communicate with a particular person or transmit their voice or other message to a specific location at any distance on the crucible. Wow. So that's a voice there, Stefan,
0: that's going to be transmitted. Now, maybe if you can uh, add more ember, you might be able to transmit other things at a, any distance on the location. Oh, well, that's
3: it. I thought sure. my, my version yeah. was funnier. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> then then we have Transposition. <laughs> So as part of an action, again, use the effects. It doesn't need to uh, deplete it this time. Your character may spend two advantage, though, to move themselves or their target up to one range band in any direction that is free of obstruction. That's kind of cool.
0: You don't have to deplete anything. You just, as part of your, oh, that's cool, part of another action.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. You just use those two advantages, like, oh, I'm way too close to this giant. (laughs)
0: There you go. Nice, nice. All right. So I want to we... be
3: in chicken shit range.
0: <laughs> that's right. Or I'm gonna hit you into chicken shit range with my rubber <laughs> sword. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, now you can tunnel, buddy.
0: Yeah, now that's right. Can... Yeah, so did so we go back in time a little bit. All right, tunnel. Um now this was mentioned earlier when we were talking about the corridor rope <laughs> sorry. Um as yeah. a maneuver or as part of an action, you can deplete the effect this effect to create a temporary passage. Through almost any solid material. Except for ember. Shocker. Mm. (laughs) The passage is a meter in diameter. And it can have any length. Up to the length of the effect's range. So. um, If the effect does not otherwise have a range. Consider it to be short. The passage lasts until the end of the following round. And does so. um, Lasting harm. Does no lasting harm to the material. So. Yeah if your rope. Opens that hole, you better jump in it quick. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And hopefully you got to the end of it uh, because bummer.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So, undetectable. Undetectable. Once per encounter as a maneuver, your character may deplete this effect to make themselves and allies of their choice within short range completely undetectable by natural senses or technology until the end of the following round note that mutually undetectable characters find communication quite difficult. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> ah,
3: <laughs> what are you
2: saying?
3: <laughs> what? Where are you? Is that you? I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Carl! <laughs> Carl! <laughs> well,
2: that that's, you, one those,
3: that's one of those
0: things where, like, if you turn invisible, right? Like, one of my characters from a D&D game, he was like some pyromancer or whatever. He was invisible, died, fell into the lava. <laughs> one of the characters, oh. one of the other characters are like, well, can we grab him? Uh, no, he's invisible. <laughs> you can't grab him. So that's this in a way.
3: Almost, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Definitely. And finally on the list of, uh, of these powers is Vermin Vexation. So in this one, uh, as an action... Deplete this effect to make an Opposed Ambercraft versus Resilience check against the target within short range. If you succeed, uh, the target suddenly transforms into a harmless little creature and will remain so until the end of the following round. (laughs) Nice. Watch me pull a rabbit out of (laughs) my... Of course, while transformed, the target uh, is silhouette zero, treats all their characteristics uh, and their soak value as one. And there's a whole uh, paragraph about uh, the details. But yeah, basically he's, he's a harmless little wabbit or turtle or whatever. Nice. Then you can spend a triumph uh, <laughs> on their check to extend the transformation for the rest of the encounter. However, or the GM uh... can spend in despair <laughs> from a fail check to transform your character instead. <laughs> <Boing! Bounce> back. <laughs> All right, watch
1: out. Okay, so Daryl. If you're listening
0: <laughs> to
2: this, <laughs> All right, wow, I want to call
1: an audible here sure. and go back to page one seventy three. I right. um, and that is because uh, it's a it's key to note the sidebar here. Creating new powers. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. The
1: powers in this section, and I'm going to read this because it's very important. I think to understand it verbatim, the powers in this section offer a range of effect powers, but represent only a fraction. Of the possibilities. If none of them fit a player's concept, that player should work with their GM to develop a new power using the ones here as a guide. Find the one that's closest to it and mimic it. Mm -hmm. Most powers should require a maneuver or use, uh, or to use, or make sense as an additional effect um, uh, tied to another check as part of an action, so to speak. Um, Some particularly strong powers might require their own action or check to use. And as a limiting factor, the power needs a cost. Generally, this means depleting the effect. However, if a power only functions as part of a check, you might instead spend dice symbols from the check to use the power. In either case, character is giving up a resource to activate the power. With the primary limiting factor on a power, since they are powerful, is frequency. Uh, is the power strong enough for its use to potentially be a turning point in an encounter? If so, it should be limited to once per encounter, if or even once per session for particularly potent potent effects. If it doesn't seem disruptive for a power to be used multiple times in an encounter, consider limiting it, limiting it to once per. Round. And I think that's very key. It is. Yeah, it's good that you
3: went over that. In right. some ways, it's like creating new talents. You have to, if it's really powerful, make it have some conditions.
1: Yeah. Now, there's that's only three of the steps. There's six right. in this
0: process. I know. So we have our concept. We have our design. Mm-hmm. We decided whether it's an armor, weapon, aura, or, or a utility. And we've just selected our powers from
3: that list. Next is what? Well, um, next we have to gather the components. Yeah. So the ingredients for creating the effect uh, is amber, of course. And, but many uh, effects, like I say, require more than just this substance. So they could require, uh, in addition to gathering the effects, the character must collect any number of, uh, of components. Or whatever uh, it is. Especially if it, especially if it looks like a, a ray gun, you have to build a housing to put the ember in, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
3: for example. Uh, so regardless of the options chosen, though, it, uh, this is in bold, for the design, uh, that may reduce the ember needed or that don't require ember. Uh, creating an effect requires at least one ember.
1: Can you just start with the cost of one. And then the add yeah. or subtract ember based on the qualities or powers you added.
3: Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: And
1: if you end up with a cost of zero or lower,
0: the cost becomes one for it to yeah. be
3: made. So, cool. So the, and that can be narratively, you know, uh, driven uh, whether it's downtime or part of a of a session, uh, mission, whatever.
0: Yeah, and in the last paragraph for this, it's saying, you know, it's basically ultimately up to the GM to decide what components are needed. I mean, if you're doing a yeah. strength-enhancing mechanical glove, well, you need the mechanical glove, right, to put it in first, or make it, or craft it right away.
3: Well, so you need so, you need that badass microphone
0: to. Uh, you know it, dude. Yeah,
3: you're
2: gonna <laughs> that's need that's a right. bag. But regardless holding.
0: Yeah, so if you have some ideas, discuss with your GM. And if he's not a dick, he'll listen to you. Right? (laughs) Well, I'm not listening. (laughs) Well, that's what I said. No.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So Um, then
0: we got the components. Now what?
1: Next, you're going to make a skill check. What's skill? The details decided. The components are gathered. Your character is ready to to create their effect. This is not guaranteed, however. They must succeed on a hard Embercraft check to do so. If the effect has uh, more than one power. You increase the difficulty by one for each additional power Mm. to a maximum of formidable. Your PC has the option of using additional ember to increase their chances of success, and they may spend three extra ember, up to three extra ember, to reduce the difficulty of the che- No, sorry, three extra yeah. ember to reduce the difficulty of the check by one, but it cannot be reduced below hard. Right. So, so it starts at three dice. Mm-hmm. It can go up to as high as five dice with more powers, and it can mm-hmm. go back down to three dice if you spend th- um, six. three or six yeah. extra ember in right. the process.
0: Yeah, so if you want to put a fourth power... On a ember, on, on on your item, you'll need to spend three extra ember, and it'll still be a formidable check, right? Yep. So
3: yeah, and you still have to spend all that ember to for each power that you're adding to. If some of yes. the
1: components are missing, uh, but the most important ones are present, the GM may allow your character to attempt to make the check regardless, adding setback dice to the check. Conversely, if they have the perfectly suitable components or components of superior quality uh, and ease of use, including Ember, they personally discovered, they add boost dice to the check. The GM may also be convinced by a certain persuasive player to add boost boost dice to (gasps) the check (laughs) if conditions are suitable, such as if the character forges Ember and Ember acts at the site of a great battle or conjures mm-hmm. up a spell of fear on a dark and stormy night. Oh that's cool. Exceptionally dilatorious. Del- that's a word. Circumstances may lead to the GM to upgrade the difficulty of the check as well, such as if your character was earlier st- has earlier stated that effects don't really exist or would use their new powers to attempt to harm the crucible. Nice. Um, <laughs> if your character succeeds on the check, they create the effect as intended. If the effect, if the check fails, the required ember and any ember spent in the process is gone. It's used up. What? you got
2: to yeah. start
1: over from scratch. No, yep. You still have your design. You just yep. have to get all the ingredients again and do the check again.
2: Yeah. And by almost. the way, I
1: resemble that
3: remark.
2: <laughs>
1: Activating a large quantity of Ember is almost certain to produce some sort of result, however. Almost anything could happen, and the result might still be beneficial for your character. Or it could be disastrous, even though it was successful. Work with the GM to determine what happens. Table 4-4. Spending advantage, triumph, threat, and despair on Embercraft checks on page one hundred seventy-seven might be very helpful here, yeah. in either offering an applicable result or offering ideas for developing a new one that better fits the situation. Nice.
0: That's cool. That is pretty cool. Yep. And now we have some finishing touches
1: or touches, <laughs> right?
3: Touch. Yeah. yeah.
1: So appropriate finishing touches. Appropriate. That's right.
3: As long as you got consent, it's fine.
0: That's right. So once you've made the check to create your new effect, then it's time to put the finishing touches on it. So you think about your original concept and the resulting effect. Did anything change during the process? That may have a different narrative explanation. You should also name it. You know, not only is each effect unique and potent and worthy of a name, but it's helpful to have an easy way to refer to it. Weapon effect with the burn 3 item quality and the flare power is a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You could call it um, the suspenders of doom.
2: (laughs) The
3: glittering suspenders of doom. There you go. There you go. Um, So,
0: the, and then at the converse of that, if you, you failed your Embercraft check to create the effect, it can be a chance to explore within a narrative what went wrong. <laughs> do you simply <laughs> need to practice your skills? Is the bag permanently attached to your hip? With the yeah. b- dice bag? <laughs> or your hand? Or your hand? Or is it like like a pocket? <laughs> now do I have like a like your freaking marsupial? Oh fuck it! You know, it's it's a- a-
1: I mean, I mean, a freaking. It's a bag of devouring instead of a bag of holding.
0: Yes. That's great. Um, It's a a mind of its own. That's right. (laughs) Did a rival sabotage you? Was the ritual um, disrupted by a powerful psychic echo lingering in the area? (laughs) Spooky
3: gooky. Stay tuned next episode to find out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And then they, ha- and then they go into it. Uh, they they do have an example on a sidebar here. Crafting right. effect. But we-, we can let everybody yeah. read that themselves.
1: Right. So. so there's these two cool charts that round out the chapter. Oh, the, yeah. the final bits of the chapter. Yeah. Um, are there any cool results you guys like?
0: Um, well, okay. Before we get into that, here's the sidebar I was looking at. So the writing in the so right the writing yeah. in the in the um, uh, what do you call the margin here is pretty cool. Saw so a right smug get turn themselves inside out of trying to do a trick with Ember. You gotta respect it, or it will do you in. <laughs> that's or
1: gossip. turn you out in this case.
0: Or turn you <laughs> out. That's right.
1: Oh, his x trails became his in-trails. Wait, the other <laughs> way around.
3: That's right. <laughs> Is Audi? Is any became an Audi?
0: That's right. Well, you know, I must say one of my favorite of positive, positive, um, the positive positive effects. <laughs> my favorite one is another PC for two advantage or a triumph. Another PC gains a memory from a nearby piece of ember. They acquire an invaluable insight into their current situation. Mm. That's cool. Nice. That's a neat one. Stephen? I
3: like the I like the despair one. A memory belonging to one member of the party is removed and imprinted <laughs> on a shard of ember forever. Oh, <laughs> not the memory. Remember that, a memory. Oh, but, a memory. But
0: Daryl. Remember that old... night?
3: Yeah. Remember that night you spent with that uh, waitress? You, you thought you'd never forget
2: her.
0: Oh, well, you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bummer. Or Daryl rolls double like, despair.
1: That would be all
2: I the memory. Like,
1: What's that one, Tony? I like this one. The What's two that? threat or a single despair. Okay. Normal light becomes very painful for you mm. until the end of the session.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: little bit light sensitive, aren't we?
1: That's great. That is awesome. Now, that's, those are just in amber crafting checks but the yeah. other chart is anytime member is involved in it mm-hmm. this is one you'll want to keep you know photocopy it or uh yeah. keep handy if you're going to run keyforge always have this one available because anytime member is used mm-hmm. yep, here's a handy chart
3: mm-hmm. well, there's all kinds of effects there's uh just for one threat your army so your armor suddenly feels like it's like it's the wrong size <laughs> it's a bit tight around the chest <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> oh uh, yeah there's some one really like? good ones in what
0: there what do you like tony
1: i like the one triumph you glow with righteousness increase your presence by one for the remainder of the session yeah there we go. that's
0: pretty sweet yeah this one this other one this one's kind of interesting here um what one was it uh there's one I think where you no nope. I think it was on the other the other list. Oh. No, this one here this is um <laughs> they actually have the... okay I'm reading this word for word for one threat or despair. One of your effects has gone wonky. Yes. They have wonky written in here. <laughs> you suffer one strain wonky. whenever you use it during the during the encounter. That's awesome. (laughs) Kind of cool. Yeah, the one the one on the other table was pretty interesting. To be honest, it's um oh for the triumph when you uh, do an embercraft, you immediately gain (laughs) one rank plus one rank in the embercraft for the rest of the session. Should you later consume an amount of ember equal to twice the new rank before the session ends, the increase is permanent. Ugh, that awesome? So you're... That is All right, awesome. So my Give me some ember. Give me some ember.
1: I need to just yeah. eat the rest of my ember. Fuck this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that guy's holding some ember. Gimme, gimme. That's, gimme. Right. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> That's well, cool. the last part here I added to our show notes, uh, I kind of wanted to discuss, because um, we had some listeners that were wanting to know ways to incorporate ember in other settings other conversions so to speak particularly superheroes and um, I had a couple um, of examples that I put down and they're uh, from, my, from my readings um, for instance a um, good example is our last live or actual play that we did uh, Beyond Good and Evil there's a substance called divolite Light uh, yep. that uh, people use to craft um, super science machines and I uh, you could totally, uh, in that setting, have a Diva crafting skill and um, use it like Ember crafting. Uh, it yeah. would work the same, essentially the same way. Another thing I'm doing is I'm reading, I'm currently listening to all the audiobooks of the Stormlight archives uh, by uh, Brandon Sanderson. Um, and uh, they consume stormlight to use powers and so oh, cool. in order to and uh, they have to consume stormlight to use their powers every single one of the people that has these awesome powers and each group of people have different types of powers but they have to consume the stormlight well hmm. you could have stormlight act like um uh like ember craft a list of talents that are available for the and and you could do them in trees for the various types of surge binders in that setting if you if you're familiar with it um these people basically they have a power and they're called surge binders and they have different surges that they can do um they're all just different powers Hmm, um um and they all belong to different orders so you could set up all the orders and have stormlight be the ember cost for those talents um and that you consume and deplete your stormlight accordingly just like just like ember
2: hmm, awesome. yeah
3: and then it could be quintessence and other games uh aether yeah um
1: uh, if you wanted to mimic a magic the gathering type setting you could have it be um Man- mana mana right
3: yeah mana, yeah superheroes. Superheroes. quintessence sorry mm-hmm.
1: oh no that's fine for superheroes um, you would want to do this at character creation. And I instead of doing skill checks, I think giving players an amount of ember to buy their powers um, and then buy the powers from the books and have them activated certain ways and they can reduce the cost of a power by making it limited and putting those limitations on them. Um, you could call those... If you're doing like a mutants setting, you could call those X genes. Oh, there you um, go. If you're doing a TMNT setting, you could call that bioenergy. energy. Um, yeah. From like the old t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, remember um, that. If you're doing like a cosmic supers, you could call it dark matter. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Great TV show, by the way.
1: Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. There's a ton of different ways you could to uh, you could uh, reskin this. Mm-hmm. The key is that. Um, if you're doing like a superpowers type thing, you'll want to do it at character creation. And if you want them to be able to develop their powers over time, maybe um, they, they don't, once they've um, purchased their beginning powers, they can gain more of that substance later and then make checks during play to create more powers that they can use. Oh yeah! As long as they're themed towards oh. their original theme, you know, Spider-Man has spider-related powers. He doesn't have the ability to shoot lasers out of his butt. So right. you know, keep your hero theme, uh, work with your players, and and craft a superhero.
0: Yeah, and you can do you can do something like if um, your superhero has like an attack power, right? Mm-hmm. You can add say you know you can kind of do something kind of what they did in Realms of Tirnoth, where at the Every fifty earned experience points, you get this. Um, what is it? X gene that you can spend, right? And maybe you want to put it into increasing your soak by one, or or you could um, do it. Or yeah, whatever. you could do yeah, it, yeah, it. Incrementally it like that. that. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Fifty
1: mm-hmm. earned XP or twenty-five earned XP, they get so many X genes they can put towards right. their powers. Yeah, increasing and, existing powers or exactly making new ones.
0: Right
3: cool
1: Stephen you got any thoughts on the subject I probably
3: drowned you out enough no no uh, you covered uh, pretty much uh, I think everything uh, didn't think of anything else uh, but it does maybe help our listeners you know maybe apply this particular concept of Ember to any other settings you know uh, adding to the Genesis toolbox
0: yeah cool maybe that maybe that hydrogen three or whatever it's called in um what is it a uh, shadows of the beanstalk helium. may take on helium. this kind of helium, helium. oh helium. helium three yeah would would take on this kind of usage potentially you know yeah it's not yeah. only is it not only is it used for power which is you know in the setting but maybe somebody maybe a whole adventure or campaign can be Um, built up around somebody finding other ways to use this Helium-3, like Ember, right? Um, You know, to build stuff with it or whatever. But
1: if you're going to do it in a dystopian setting like that, you want it to have really dark overtones. Mm. Um, So you'll want to have the costs be high. Um,
3: Yeah, Yeah, maybe not everyone has Uh, that. It's a limited resource, too, and highly sought after. Oh yeah,
0: or that knowledge to do it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well then, well, I think um, that wraps up our um, what do you call it? Our um, books of Genesis this time. Um, hey, Tony, I hear. I think I hear something in the lab over there. Shall we go uh, go see what's on the slab?
3: Well, you didn't clean it from last time, did you?
0: <sighs> no. Well, of course not. All right. Not. <laughs> maybe we should create an item
3: for that. Hmm. Yeah.
0: maybe there's Cleansing. An of, yeah, cleansing. <laughs> All right. Cleansing power. All right. <laughs> let's go. All
3: right. All right. In this segment of the show... Tony chooses an adversary from one of the books, and we dissect it bit by bit. What's on the slab today, Tony?
2: <laughs> well, um,
1: I actually have two creatures on the slab, uh, as they are very similar in um, that they are the only two creatures in the um, Key Forge book that I found maybe i overlooked one but i looked very long time they're the only two with an ember crafting skill rating oh nice and that is the witch of the eye on page 215 Mm -hmm. and the witch of the wilds on page 240 now the key thing to note is that they are both nemesis Mm -hmm. and um they have some effects on their characters and, and on their in their entries. And those aren't as important as uh, what I wanted to get at when if you wanted to use ember crafting in other settings, when uh, themings an ember crafter, these are the ones you would take as your um, template. Uh, both of them are, they're definitely um, a stronger social character, both of them with ratings of six and seven in the social one is a little bit more martially inclined, uh, with that be the witch of the eye with, um, a martial rating of five. Whereas the, uh, witch of the wilds has a martial rating of two, uh, and then the overall six and three respectively. Uh, so the key is that they're more social, which means they're going to have a higher strain threshold than wound threshold. They also are going to have, as nemesis, they're going to have threes and fours in a lot of their stats, and they do. They have threes and fours in a lot of their stats, and those uh, those stats are uh, willpower and presence uh, for the the fours for the witch of the eye and agility, and intellect for the Witch of the Wilds. Ah. The key thing uh, to take away, like I said, is that they have the Ember Crafting skill, and they have some effects built into their stat block. So if you were to, say, in Taranoth, and you wanted to use something similar to be a creator of runes in terranoth a rune master so to speak you would create a nemesis following these templates particularly you know probably like the witch of the wilds here because it's intellect based yeah and um you're going to craft a few effects that they can do uh and those are runes that they've created that have their own special effect um and it's totally doable for terranoth it's totally doable for other settings um uh, is Particularly, Shadow of the Beanstalk. Uh, Chris, you mentioned uh, Helium 3, but uh, another thing that Shadow of the Beanstalk doesn't um, really get deep into is nanotechnology.
0: Oh, you that's could a good
1: make idea. a nanomancer who uses nanobots to do these effects. Oh, that's and, cool. And you know, you don't want anything outlandish like translocation, but the bright flash of a flare or um, the invisibility of. That's just bending light. Nanobots.
0: Yeah, yeah, healing yourself.
1: Nanobots could do all of that in a shout of the beanstalk. This is somebody who's on the cutting edge of technology, and a great nemesis to put your players up against. Yep. Um, In any other setting, you that person would be a mad scientist in steampunk or um, uh, 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 a weird war setting. Yep. You could totally have them using whatever plot. Um, material, you know, whether it's the black goo from Overlord or yep. it's. Uh, or it's
0: the blood yeah. of the Midgard serpent from if you want right. to run like a Day After Ragnarok and convert that Either, to, to Genesis, yeah.
1: Or if you're running uh, Genesis uh, themed uh, Deadlands. Deadlands.
0: Yep. Here's
1: what is your that Ghost called? Rock.
0: Ghost Rock, that's what that's called, yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: Cool. Um, you create that again it's a. It's not a one for one like my other on the slab entries where I do a lot of you know, take this ability, change it out it's more of a get a feel for it, mm-hmm. you can keep a lot of the same skills, a lot of the same, you can keep the adversary talents um, but you're definitely going to want to change those um, effects because the, the ones themed for the witches are definitely witchy yeah, um,
0: but these are good starts for this, that's yes. cool yeah
1: And then uh, the last one, I'm going to be doing one for our um, Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse called A Quantum Architect. Oh, cool. That will be based, and all it does is take bits of quantum technology, and this will be a nemesis that just uses quantum technology to create weird effects. Nice. Uh, And um, he'll have a few effects that he can do. And... uh, it'll be just a reskinning of probably I'm looking at most likely to be the witch of the wild. So it'd be a reskinning of her.
3: Yeah. He's, he's using, you know, cutting edge, uh, not just science, but, uh, mathematics, mathematics equations that he's figured out that bend so, space yeah. and time. And, uh,
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. So, nice. you know, in his case, instead of the wall of thorns ability, um, it would be, you know, a uh, a, a quantum barrier yep, that yep. Um, when you touch it you're you're shifted in reality slightly uh-huh. um, de-centered from your person so if you touch it instead of doing damage to you with thorns it's going to do damage to you by tearing apart your atoms and moving pieces of them somewhere else oh, oh,
3: molecules uh, are being shifted uh, shifted
1: around you know weight of the forest is um, the effect on the witch of the wilds is nothing more than a disorienting effect. Um, right. It's the flare, essentially, um, reskinned. This quantum architect could have a a flash of quantum energy that uh, disconnects your, your synapses for just yeah. a second and disorients you.
3: Overloads your senses, yeah,
1: yeah. So,
3: very nice. Just,
1: Overall, it's a it's a concept in the making, and I would I challenge you, our listeners, yeah. tell me how you would reskin the Witch of the Eye or the Witch of the Wilds for your setting, uh, and send us an email at findingthenarrative@gmail.com.
3: Gauntlet Throne.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that is my slab today. Uh, excellent. <laughs> welcome to advantageous threats this is where we build roll narrate nice results some sample skill checks for our entertainment and hopefully for yours that's right hopefully <laughs> so In this uh, particular one, I've spooled up for these guys. Uh, I did it just to make Stefan grin ear to ear, and I'm (laughs) proud to say he is. Um, I will be GMing Chris and Stefan as they are playing the members of the Golden Shard Adventuring Company. So the Golden Shard Adventuring Company is at it again after finally getting their hands on an unhealthy amount of <laughs> fey crystal in the ruins of Tor Anesh. Gustav and Zandra are trapped by the still formidable remnants of the city's shade-forged legion. Sh- sh- Say it again, Tony. Shade-forged legion. Low on ammo and pushed to their limits, shooting their way out seems like suicide. Much to Sandra's Zandra's chagrin.
0: Yep. If anybody don't remember, this is from Primordial Machina. So mm-hmm. setting so yeah. Tony and I had worked
1: on, and these are my pre-gens for my out of Calder into the fire yes. uh, adventure that I wrote. Yeah. So uh, together they must quickly assemble and activate a Fey crystal device using uh, a skill that already exists in our system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, to save their skins. Gustav will have a short amount of time to craft an artifice magic device that will confound, eliminate, or evade the vanguard of the Shade-forged Legion. Meanwhile, a short distance away, Xandra uses every trick in her considerable repertoire and the last of her ammo reserves <laughs> to distract or destroy the leading ranks of the enemy specters. That's right. So... You guys are, uh, the way I described this to you too earlier, but for our listeners, Mm -hmm. there's this vast labyrinth underground, and um, this is under a ruined city called Tor Anesh, one of the cities of the Elder Fae. Um, And here, uh, the chunks of Fae crystal were found in the central chamber, which has Mm -hmm. multiple entrances from the labyrinth. Um, this is where the two of you have found it. Now, you were harried and chased here by a bunch of shades. Uh, yeah. Shades dressed in shadowy armor, wielding shadowy swords that hurt a lot. Um, you are each down to a small amount of wounds and strain.
2: hmm okay.
1: And uh, so we will begin... this is an unstructured encounter because you cannot use crafting in a structured encounter
2: Mm.
1: so i've got kind of a skill challenge but what it is is um two rounds of skill checks so you'll each make two skill checks um and the number of successes accumulated on these checks will determine your outcome of the unstructured encounter and set up the next structured encounter for you guys awesome
2: all right
0: okay so basically we've we've gathered we've gathered some of this fake crystal already we're in a chamber forward, Mm -hmm. and we need to gtfo but we got a we got a vanguard a legion of these things coming after us so fighting our way out is not
1: possible so there's a whole <laughs> legion out there. There's That's a vanguard right. of them is in the labyrinth and chasing you down. All right, last. Yeah. Uh,
0: here, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get all of this shit. I'm gonna put it together. Um, you keep them out of there, and then I just point at the exits. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the, and then he just starts grabbing shit. I'm gonna grab this, and I just, he's just talking himself well, through it. So well,
2: hurry,
3: hurry up, darling, or else I will let it fire the fire do ya. Oh,
0: shut up! I'm trying to get it going. All right. So basically, first thing I do, he's gonna try and find like a fucking metal bowl or something to just put a bunch of fake crystal in.
1: Okay? So there's all kinds of coppery. I'm thinking parts very and things
0: just laying around this chamber. Dean Punkish, yeah. man, he's got he's got his toolkit out, he's got his fist, right? He just grabbing stuff and then when he needs to, he'll just just like clamp shit together. And basically, so, I'm thinking there's a power device. My concept for this device is now, right? So step 1, concept. Concept. It's going to be a relocation device. Basically, I want to zap us to our ship.
1: Okay, and out of here, where the rest of the Golden Shard Company awaits you.
0: Correct, mm. they're
1: on their way out.
0: So basically, that's what i had to do, and I got all this shit in here to do it with. So that's my
3: concept. I told you we should not have turned left at that last <laughs> intersection.
0: <laughs> well, I was it Albuquerque? We should have gone. We did. We went to Abacoiki.
1: It's fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so you're going to be making a hard mechanics check to build right. something quickly.
0: And this is going to be utility. It's not an armor, not a weapon. It's just a utility. Okay, the right. power but, I've but already first selected. First, you're going
1: to be making a mechanics check to build the device. Because right. you have the components, but I want you to actually make a mechanics check to assemble them.
0: That's right. Yeah, so my power that I've already selected, I'm going to do the relocation power. And then mm-hmm. so now ga- I'm gathering components. All right. I've got a mechanic skill of... He's got an intelligence of four and two ranks in mechanics. Got my toolkit with me. I think he's got... Yep, yeah, he's got a toolkit, so that gives me a boost die, right? On mechanics checks. All right. Um, I'm guessing the material in here isn't superior. <laughs> Probably the opposite It like is. That.
1: It is antiquated
0: material ancient.
1: antiquated so okay. it's going to provide a single setback die due to antiquated materials that you're not familiar with and i'm going to provide a setback die because you have this angry flamy woman running around insulting you while you're doing it
0: <laughs> all right well, i am encouraging
3: him and motivating
0: him well, motivating uh, him. well uh, <laughs> all right so so i've got the knack for it <laughs> oh so i i i'm used to the yapping Right? From her. <laughs> so that's not a problem. And I've worked with shitty equipment too before, so I'm used to this. So those get removed because he's got the knack for it when he does mechanics. Um, and you said it's going to be a hard check, Tony? It is. Okay. Hard check here. All right. Do you want to do anything are, to this pool? Oh, it is your pool actually, to affect first, I, I, actually, my, my I good need, sir. I, I'm going to say yes because... Gonna make an antiquated teleportation device with this <laughs> fucking <laughs> steampunk equipment.
1: Yes. However, mm-hmm. so you flipped one. I did. And as your GM, I would be remiss if you were making a um, a Fey crystal crafting de- check and didn't have red dice in there, because there's always the chance to deplete all the Fey crystal.
0: Well, this is my mechanics check. This isn't the artifice check yet, right?
1: Correct. Oh so, yeah. I'm just okay. I'm, I'm doing put- it in a
3: hole? Yeah. He's still doing all it right. in a hurry.
1: Well, you don't know what's all down here. Right. You don't know what all's in this pile of stuff. This metal
0: might might react with the fake crystal. Maybe. Hmm. So I'm gonna flip
1: story point. it. Gotcha. So one of those three dice right. will be red.
0: So I have three yellow, a green, a blue, a red, and two purple. Here we go. Rolling, rolling, Uh, rolling, and no, 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 (laughs) no. That's not (laughs) Daryl. No, come on, we're not talking Daryl. Though I, yeah, so I'm left with a success and an advantage. That's one. Yep. Okay. Well, how would you like to spend your advantage? All right. As I'm, as I'm, as I'm, um, grabbing. A um, like one of like a big like metal bowl to put this in. I see some enemies coming in the door behind me through its reflection, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh shit, they're coming in over here! You gotta get it over here!" So I'll pass a boost eye to Zan right. on her check.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. I don't even have to ask for one. There's one. There for <laughs> it. Oh, you can always ask. all right,
1: lady. How are you going right. to distract slash destroy? said specters.
0: Ah, yes.
3: <laughs> all right. So while you're busy doing that, make sure we get out of this alive. I'm much too beautiful to have my flame snuffed out so young. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan.
3: <laughs> I am going to be using Zandra. We'll be using Deception. i oh. uh, combining a little bit of fancy gunplay. Uh, I mean, we're in a lab. There's probably pipes and tubings and all kinds of stuff. Maybe Certain things will create smoke screens or uh, things that would confound and uh, confuse the enemy.
1: Nice. Well, okay, Deception it is. We're going to call this Robert. an uh, Yes, and uh, Deception is an opposed check. It is mm-hmm. normally opposed by the opponent's vigilance, which yes. in this case... The Shade minion on page 229 of right. the Terranoth, uh, Real, Realms of Terranoth book is what I'm using. Um, they have... What What skill is Vigilance based on? That's based on willpower, Will. correct? Yeah. So they have three in willpower.
3: Okay, that's it? One, two, three, mm-hmm. so, three, purple. So it's going to be hard. All right. All right, then... So I've got boost die from my friend Gustav. All right. So I I know this is important. Zandra definitely wants him to succeed. Uh, going to flip a story point as well to upgrade one of the dice oh, to okay. a, another yellow. Do so. I've got three yellow, three purple, and a blue. Are you happy with that, sir? Ah,
1: uh, I. You know these things are kind of otherworldly and um, not really easily distracted. They, you know, they go after living flesh, and that's all they go after. Right. They don't care about pipes and distractions and shit. So I'm going to flip the story point back the other direction and give you
3: right. those as a red. All right. So let's do the roll. You go. Ooh. Okay. Good. One success and two advantage. One success, two advantage. Nice.
1: So you quickly like guiding them out of the room, and the ones that came in that door, they see you and they just completely ignore Goose yep. Office. You distract them with gunfire and run gunfire them off gunfire. into the yep. into the labyrinth and lead them down a wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. That's your success. What would you like to do with your
3: advantage? With two advantage, uh, I'll pass one along to Gustav, and okay. right. uh, have uh, maybe one uh, of the advantages as, as a setback to uh, the legions, or the sh- one of the shades, at least one of the groups, minion groups, to try and find me, or whatever okay. their action will be. To uh, okay. I've confounded them so much, all it is really a maze with hitting valves uh, as I go along. Steam is, uh, is being poured out.
1: Awesome. Nice. Well done. Oh, yes. it's They're being confounded. And um, uh, since this is an unstructured um, yeah. um, thing, um, they're more of a narrative tool of mine. Okay. So they're, um, um, there's no check for them to make. But um, what I can do is uh, since... You're gonna go if you want to go first in kind of the next round. You could yeah. add a boost die to yourself to your next distractive
3: action. Sure, if you'd like, I'll, I'll do that. And maybe while they're distracted, take a few of them down. Okay, All right. All right. All right. Getting so- ready
0: here, you're gonna need to come in and uh, get. Uh, you're gonna definitely be in the room with me.
3: All right, all right. I'm so, wherever the hell you, you went,
0: you better make your
1: way back here quick. I'm almost ready. Uh,
3: all so that,
1: that sounds like you want to sneak away from them, doesn't it?
3: Maybe a little bit, yeah. A I bit think a stealth? stealth check. Yeah. All right. That sounds good.
1: Now, so you're in a labyrinth, so yeah. you don't have to ask. All right. <laughs> get, it's pretty <laughs> easy to stealth in a labyrinth. Um, uh, go ahead. and Give yourself a boost die.
3: All right, then. Uh, so I've got two boost dice. Correct. As it, and it is
1: going to be opposed by their vigilance, which is again a hard mm-hmm. difficulty.
3: All right. So I do. We do have one story point on our side, at least. There are two, actually. Two. All right. So I'll flip one because it's important. Again. So there you go. Oh, yeah. I will not be flipping. Okay. And you said uh, how many? Uh, how many dice is my opposed?
1: Uh, three. It's a hard. I
3: right. checked. All right, there we go. All right, then. So, and you're not flipping. There's no other setback or anything like that. So let's go. And oh, I got a failure, but five advantage. Oof. <laughs> of advantage so far for
1: you guys has been seven. That's pretty good.
3: Well, not bad. Unfortunately, I don't sneak. They managed to see me with my flaming hair, uh, leading them. Where I am at, they know where I am at. But, but uh, it's
1: like you're a beacon.
3: Yeah, that's right. But since I'm since I am such a beacon, that allows, of course, Gustav to have all these boost dice to help uh, help him out to focus on his about his ability.
1: Like I, how about (laughs) we grant him with with I think with that many advantage, you could probably grant him a free upgrade they go greatly distracted by the flaming woman running through the tunnel. That's it. Nice.
3: Insulting them. Ha! You think and you're so fast coming. you cannot catch me? I am a firefly. Oh, and she's
0: coming <laughs> and she's coming right at me. Alright. I've got alright, I gotta maneuver it so I can see you. Oh Oh, 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 got shit, it, I see you! <laughs> Here you come, I know what you're... Where are you coming now? <laughs> and you just
1: see this roiling mass of shadow moving behind her in the tunnel as she's running towards you.
0: Oh, you know something? You might have pulled... Oh, uh, d- Oh, 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 crap, I dropped it! <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, no! <laughs> all right, all right, so Embercraft check time. Okay, so what I've decided is I'm actually going to put two powers on this. and I'm gonna Okay. P- and I'm going to pour... Five or four, um, four encum- Fae crystal. encumbrance worth of fey crystal.
1: Okay, so that means you will have a remaining nine encumbrance worth of fey crystal to pilfer from this place. Excellent,
0: yeah, so it'll still keep my check a hard one. Okay, the second power I'm going to add, so the first one is going to be relocation, I'll go over that with everybody. Um, that'll be the where I could relocate. I could deplete the effect, remove myself, and any number of allies within long range to another possibly distant location. Um, I'm going to use transmit. So, as part of an action or maneuver, you could communicate with a particular person or transmit your voice. The captain, uh, we we we're incoming, captain. You get ready. I don't know where on the ship, but I. Do you have this piece of the, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh you, you, you said. You, well, you, you got to craft it first. Of, yeah, I got to craft it first. No, I was, I was going through a little bit there, Tony. Um, a little bit of role playing motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, the piece of the, uh, the, uh, the steering wheel you were looking for or that really nice looking, uh, the wood. Yeah. I got a piece of it here. I got to use it. I gotta, I gotta hone in on where we're going. So we're going to be like right by the helm, hopefully. So I have a piece of like a piece of wood, like a handle that I broke off of the the, the wheel, right? Um, that I'm going okay. to put in put into this. So how many boost dice? Oh no, that was an automatic upgrade. Do automatic I get a, upgrade. Do I get a boost die for the component that I'm using? That component, or is that maybe would that be the? No, that's fine. Activate? I'll give okay. you a boost die for that. Sure. All right, and then I am going to spend a story point because. Um, because artificer and fake crystals, yes. hmm, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be a daunting check, daunting
1: artifice check.
0: Uh, no, it's going to be it's going to be hard because I spent oh, extra. Oh, you spent. I spent the extra three extra to reduce it
1: down to hard. Okay. Yeah. 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 Excellent.
0: And I'm guessing. All right. So right spend... now,
1: all the story points are on the GM side. Yep.
0: <laughs> I'm going to flip one. Well, not technically personal. not right now because I just spent one and I don't go to your side until <laughs> after the chat. right right right, right. I'm gonna go ahead and spend one back <laughs> I know there are um, listeners out there going, no he's wrong he's wrong call him on it Chris all right I just did it for all <laughs> of you out there for the two of you out there that caught that no
1: <laughs> all right you're gonna spend so one. yeah got it. Uh, there will be ending up with one uh, a one player and two GM story points when it's all said and done uh, but yeah you're gonna have one of those dice be Red. Okay, so I have four yellow, a green, two boost dice,
0: a challenge die, and two difficulty dice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's see here.
3: Go ahead, come on, you can do it.
0: All righty, well, Hi. we He's are successful. My oh, this is perfect. Okay, so we are successful. I have two successes, two advantage... And Gustav has a special ability here, which, Uh after making a mechanics or artifice check, you could suffer one strain and convert a success to an advantage. So I just need a simple success. But I do have three advantage. And what I would like to do is use that special thing that I picked off the um, chart, spend two advantage on this check to, um, say, another PC gains a memory. From a nearby piece of Fey Crystal and they acquire an invaluable insight into their current situation. And yes, that would be Zandra gets oh, that. Oh. And okay. of course she's, I'm gonna she's use barreling
3: towards you like yeah. a
0: comet. So <sharp> I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend the one advantage to say that my my clothes I'm like I'm I used to be like all like greased up and stuff. I'm like pristine and it's immaculate. I'm like clean.
3: Oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. So the you, behind, behind. <laughs> yeah. You place these uh, crystals into the center of your device that you've made. Mm-hmm. You crank it up. Mm-hmm. It starts to whir. All of a sudden, the crystals evaporate, sending out this bubble out to surround you, and a tether reaches away from that bubble and pulls Zandra right into the bubble and when that tether grabs a hold of her around the waist, Zandra kind of falls back in this trance-like state and she'll get this memory um, that I'll give you in a moment. Um, But the bubble uh, has pulled you there and all you now require is a maneuver to activate this device. Pull the last lever and you will your uh, your you have to spend two maneuvers. Sorry, yep. one to to send your transmission, and then the other yes. to. Well, as part
0: of an action, right? I think, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, right. so, I'll so you can do an action. Yeah, so you I'll will could... do a maneuver to mm-hmm. say, incoming captain. Uh, I think we're going to be on the bridge. I hope, but we'll see. And <laughs> an okay. action to activate it.
3: As long as <laughs> I'm not as long as I'm not on the poop deck. <laughs>
0: I can't, can't... I really can't Can't uh, guarantee anything here.
3: As she's firing wildly behind her just bang, 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 emptying her guns. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Being pulled into that bubble. That's right. <laughs> pull the lever. Okay. Um, Throw the lever! Crunk.
1: You pull the lever, Wild you lever. translocate. <laughs> yeah. You are on the deck of the Aether Spider. You're ship yeah. and the captain is standing there looking at you incredulously as the two of you are there and all that fake crystal is just sticking out of your packs and pockets That's true. and and zandra is just like floating in midair and she's got shadowy tendrils coming out of her eyes and yeah, the, 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 well i did the mean guns to do just that
3: tumble from her Oh, the, the, the gun just tumbled from her fingers. <laughs> I, didn't, uh,
1: I, and, I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> and Zandra, you have a memory of from uh-huh. the days back, way back in time, when the fey god, Shadesmar, the lord of this land, was crafting his Shadow Forged Legion. And you learned the secret of their creation.
2: I
3: know everything. I see shade people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. And he had to make Sorry. these shades that protected his that were his army. He actually took the souls of slaves Ooh. and um, sucked them out of living slaves, and then bound them to his will for all eternity. Oh. It's horrible necromantic magic and something yeah. that was forgotten for ages, but it's something you might
3: be able to sell on the black market. Well, for now, once that memory is like part of her now, like, let's say the effect ends, she falls to the deck hard, mm-hmm. her, her hair barely barely uh, flaming, just low embers, as she's just trying to deal with this horrific memory. She's like, into a little ball. <laughs> She oh. tries to process this for a while.
0: Oh, I, I didn't mean that. Oh, no. Did I break her? <clears throat> her she doesn't have the <laughs> wispies
1: anymore. <laughs> the ship's engines fire up as the captain's yelling commands to the crew. And you look down below and just a swarm of shadows is pouring out of the city, rolling over the hills, trying to follow you. Mm. Nice. And that's awesome. advantageous threats. There we go. Awesome, dude. That was that was
3: oh, great. Awesome.
1: That was nice.
0: All right, everybody. Well, that's our show for today, tonight. Whenever you guys are listening to this, um, our next show, we're gonna be paying our tab. Uh, is it's going to be our reskinning of the obligation mechanic from Star Wars: Edge of the Empire for our Tales of the Epsilon Eclipse setting? Uh, so we're going to be going over going over that next time. Yeah. So um, do we have any feedback you want to talk to there, Stefan or Tony?
3: Yes, we do have a bit of uh, feedback uh, recently uh, we've gotten uh, from our friend John Marlin. So he goes, Tony, Chris, and Stefan. So I'm still playing catch-up on listening to your podcast. So i on 35 now. <laughs> you guys are so much fun to listen to. Sometimes I have to remind myself that we don't actually know each other and haven't been friends for years.
0: Wow, what a compliment. You Thank just, you.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. great. You just hey, connect dude, with me. Oh, You're our right? friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just connect with me in a way that I can't fully put into words In brackets. And no, Stefan, not like that. <laughs> oh, that's
0: great. Well, yep. You're a friend. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it it's,
3: as, it's as if I have a reputation or something. <laughs> no, That's okay. John, I can take it as just platonic. <laughs> uh, he goes on. I don't get to RPG as much as I'd like. You know, join, join the club. So I enjoy playing vicariously through your setting discussions, and of course, my favorite part of the show and yours: advantageous threats.
2: <laughs> awesome.
3: So uh, currently, my son Noah and I are playing through a super setting I created, where hey, Noah, I
0: am basically. If you're listening to this, I'll oh, probably yeah. not, depending on how old Noah is. Oh, you oh. don't want him to listen to this. <laughs> which is probably knows. <laughs>
3: depending on his age. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a setting he created where I'm basically having him help me playtest some special abilities. And an in depth random power generation system I created from created from scratch. Because, as he says, I like doing things the hard way. <laughs>
0: That's great. Not like that, Stefan. No, no, sorry. No, no, not like that
3: either. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. So. Oh,
0: whatever, dude.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if it ends up playing out decently, I may try sharing it with you guys. Well let Chris know, it might be Part of his fifty pieces of awesome
0: Oh absolutely. Even if it doesn't play out decently, share it with us anyways. Exactly. Looking forward to seeing it.
3: Yep. So tonight after playing, we were just talking random setting and world creation stuff and came up with a crazy idea. What if we were able to get a group together to play Risk Legacy? So then after it was finished, essentially used a uh, after it was finished, essentially used that as our setting for those same players to role-play in. So the game already gives back the names and some faction additions and twists, those spoilers for those who haven't played. I have not. So that would be fun and not hard to stat out and flesh out. And the players would have a direct hand in the world-building and creation process mm-hmm. of the setting that they later play in as characters. And what would likely be a pretty crazy post-apocalyptic blast. <laughs> post-apocalyptic <laughs> nice. blast. It will require a pretty long-term commitment. But for those willing and able, we think the payoff would be huge. So what do you guys think? Great idea? Or are we crazy? Or both? <laughs> if you've played before, do you have any ideas or thoughts about making it work? He closes by saying, anyway, if you talk about it on the show, which would be awesome... We're already talking about it right there. It may not, I may not hear, hear it right away since I'm still catching up, but keep up the great work, guys. I, it's it's always exciting to hear where you go next, and I'm stoked for the future of Genesis with Edge Studio and everything to come. Still rolling bones and following the rule of cool. John Marlin, aka D, D, DJ Double Fudge Brownie, supreme GM. <laughs> oh, yeah, Double Fudge Brownie well, thank- very good. Yes, thank you for uh, for that awesome letter, uh, John. Yeah, thanks for the
0: kind words too. And yes, you are you are both. It's a crazy great idea, by
1: the way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, I
1: like it. Yeah. I, I've never played Risk Legacy. Have I you, haven't. Chris?
0: I have not, but I have done the Pandemic Legacy Season One. And if it's anything like that, it really sets up the board to kind of there's a ni- there's a nice little like story, and it gets the world in a in a in a in a in a state, right? And if it's yeah. anything like that, that's a that's a cr- very witty idea to use as a setting launch point,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean honest, anything that gives you creative juices and gets that flowing
2: between yeah. players yeah. and
1: GM mm-hmm. to build mm-hmm. your campaign world, I I mean so oh, yeah. be it. If it works that's for fair. you guys, man, that's awesome.
3: I think I so said, too. Everyone would have a a base knowledge of the game world itself, you know, Uh, and then they can just delve into the the more personal uh, character uh, interactions instead of controlling armies across the uh, board. Yep, and
0: and then you said that there's that there's faction names and additions and and twists in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could pull. you could pull the mechanic, like the favor mechanic from Shadow of the Beanstalk, right? Where you can get favors from different factions. Um, what are some of the other things that we've used factions for? I think there's something in Crucible here, right? For factions, there might be some talents yep. related to them when you're when you're interacting are, with a certain
1: faction. related talents. In yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. When you're yeah. Re- in, interacting with a certain faction, you get bonuses and such. So, um, yeah, you could some a lot of that stuff. So, what I would suggest. Is to mine what's already has been created, right? For like these mm-hmm. talents we're talking about, and then yeah. and then see where the holes are and and what you want, you know, for the setting first.
1: What do you guys think? Right on. Oh yep. no, that's a great idea. And uh, you know, if he's getting to this point, and he's uh, if he's already sent and by the time he gets here, if he's already sent us that random supers generation table, oh, he may have to go back to the drawing board, finding out about ember crafting and using that yeah. for supers, yeah, <laughs> power generation. Um, yeah, but, absolutely.
0: Uh, <laughs> and I, and to, I to dovetail on on that, Tony. In what is it? In Savage Worlds, there's a setting. Oh, I think it's Necessary Evil. They have a bunch yeah. of supers powers, right? And there are costs and minuses and pluses with those that, I mean, you could pick up that PDF and use that as kind of a, like, you know, kind of maybe a basis for things. And, and then with this, what we have and uh, what we went over here, the powers and uh, uh, what is it, um, you know, the, the key forge setting here, between those yeah. two, you should be able to flush yeah. out all your
3: superpower ability you could possibly well, it, it, because some some of these powers as well can, can be reflected as talents even there is a few in key fours like telekinesis yeah there could be a few others that could uh, could simply be a, 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 a specific talent yep you no know? absolutely okay. sounds cool Excellent.
1: well thank you for writing us john uh, yeah. And uh, anyone else who'd like to write us, it's findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can get a hold of myself and Stefan on Facebook, Finding the Narrative. All three mm-hmm. of us on May we still uh, at uh, Finding the Narrative. Stefan alone, if you want some alone time with him, mm-hmm. uh, over at FTN underscore Genesis on Twitter. And recommend us to others at Finding the Narrative podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and more.
3: Yes, please do boost our single.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we could boost. So, your... yes. Yeah. And so this is Tony saying, let's all tell a good story and spend a story point. Yep.
3: And this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost dice.
0: Yep. And then uh, remember the rule of cool, especially if you're with Zondra and with her flaming mm-hmm. hair. And dodge <laughs> her bullets, but
1: just have fun doing it.
3: Good <laughs> so, night, everyone.
0: <Genevieve> Sandra, <laughs> you're here?
1: <laughs> now nah, she's out of her ball.
0: There she yep. is. All right, night, everybody. Finding the narrative a Genesis RPG podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis
2: RPG podcast. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.